Hey, what's going on? It's Quinn David Furness. We're going to get to those calls in just a couple moments, but we're going to keep this party rocking with some more live music. Let's keep the party rolling. Here we go with a little rosebud. We got calls coming in. We got one more song, and then we're going to kick off the show. Let's get it fired up here. We did not rehearse this. What's going on? My name is Queen David Furness, and this is a tribute to the late, great Ethel Merman, one of my faves. I think you all are going to enjoy this quite a bit. You got to stand for this. There's no business like show business like no business I know everything about it is appealing everything the traffic will allow nowhere could you get that happy feeling 
When you are stealing an extra bow, there's no people like show people. They smile when they are low. Even with a turkey that you know will fold, you may be stranded out in the cold. Still you wouldn't change it for a sack of gold. Let's go on with the show. The butcher, the baker, the grocer, the clerk are secretly unhappy men because... The butcher, the baker, the grocer, the clerk I get paid for what they do but no applause They'll gladly bid their jury jobs goodbye For anything theatrical and why There's no business like show business Like no business I know Traveling through the country will be thrilling Standing out in front on opening nights Smiling as you watch the theater filling And there's your billing out there in lights There's no people like show people They smile when they are low Yesterday they told you you would not go far The night you open and there you are Next day on your dressing room they've hung a star Let's go on with the show Let's go on with the show Hey, what's going on? My name is Quinn David Furness. Welcome to my show. Quinn David Furness presents the Beantown Podcast 6th Annual Pledge Drive Telethon Fundraiser. Wow, am I out of breath. What's what's going on? What's happening? How are you? We got Cord City over here. We got a Facebook stream going. We got a YouTube stream going. We got our audio stream going. However you choose to listen to us, thank you so much for being here. Or if you're watching, we got our beverage corner over here off camera we got all sorts of treats for you today it's going to be a fun time the energy's good the sun's out thank you all for being here if you're watching us on facebook hello if you're watching us on youtube excuse me hello what's going on how are you my name is Quinn David Furness, and I got to tell you, I'm, I'm very weary about this audio stream on GarageBand. I don't know if it's because my MacBook is 10 years old or I've never updated GarageBand before, but it's really, it's really chopping. So if you are uh, just catching the audio stream after the fact, you might want to abandon ship. I don't, you know, we're 10 minutes in here and things are looking spooky. Uh, hello to our friends in Pakistan. If you are listening right now, it's got to be about. It's got to be. I I don't know what time do you think it'd be in Pakistan. Probably, I'm guessing like nine, ten hours ahead. Maybe, let's say ten. Okay, so it's going to be about midnight where you are. So a little overnight Bean Town podcast. Mm. Thank you for making us the 112th ranked comedy podcast in the country of. Pakistan, Khyber Pass, Hyderabad, Calcutta, wherever you're calling from, wherever you're listening from. Thank you so much. Guys, we're going to get to phone calls in a second here. Those phone lines are open, so if you want to call, please go ahead and do so. 
298-7200. I missed one call during our opening numbers, uh, and we're going to be returning that call uh, very shortly here, I, I, I promise. But I got to get some things out of the way, some, some housekeeping items, if you will. Um, we are doing this show for the sixth straight year, year six of the Beantown podcast. As a reminder, here's why we do this. Here's why we take your calls. This show costs money to run. Uh, we pay for uh, website hosting through WordPress. It's like 65 bucks. Oh, we got our call coming back. Put a pin in that. Our first call of the day. Welcome to the Beantown podcast, sixth annual pledge drive telethon fundraiser. Thanks for calling. Who's this? with mushrooms and black olives, please. Mm, is that a, your actual pizza order? Yes. You want any of that, like, you want any of that, like, garlic butter they put on the crust? Oh, that's the yes. best. Mm. Yeah. You guys ever, you ever had a pizza from 7-Eleven? I think that might be the worst crust of all time. It's good for about two, two seconds when it comes out of the oven, but you got to eat that baby fast or else it really... I don't know if it's more like a sedentary or a igneous rock, but it's one of those. Yeah, and then you burn the roof of your mouth, and you got that little piece hanging down. It's no good. Yeah, you got to go to town with your uh, tweezers or fingernail clippers or something, and you might even you might even sterilize them beforehand, but it's optional. Uh, how you doing? This is your. Uh, these are your parents calling. Mm, that's that's good because I blocked so many numbers. It's hard, you know. You don't always see on the caller ID who's calling and who's not. I just blocked this uh, Victoria Fuller. I'm sure I'm sure you guys know about this uh, from The Bachelor. You know, she was just on on Instagram and just you know doing too too smoochy smoochy with Greg. Uh, what are your guys' thoughts on The Bachelor this season? Uh that a tv show yeah so give me your thoughts on the whole chris harrison kind of conflict um i think that he should be himself okay and then one other question i'm asking everyone who calls in today what's your go-to lamb dish uh oh shawarma of course okay what is that lamb shawarma yeah oh oh baby Either that, or we would do um, lamb samosas, which are, of course, a holiday favorite at our house growing up at Christmas. We make wonderful lamb and cilantro mint chutney. Um, absolutely delish. Do you think... Kebab guy. Oh, kebab. That's good. That's good. Is there is there significant flavor difference between a lamb and a sheep? That's something I've always wondered. That's a bad question. Maybe we eat lamb just because we can, it's a high, you know, a faster turnover rate. We don't have to wait for them to mature, if you will. Yeah, that's, that must be it. Yeah. Economics of food here on the Beantown Podcast. What what else is going on today? Well, we are down by Diamond Peak, and we're driving in a blizzard right now in the middle of nowhere to go snowshoeing. That should be fun. Are you going any uh, anywhere in particular, or are you just going to do a loop? We are going to Salt Creek Falls, which is off of 58, on the way over the mountains from Bend to Eugene. And it's an absolutely beautiful uh, waterfall. There are actually a series of waterfalls, but if we can make it back to the horse Horsetail Falls, um, that that would be our destination, probably about six miles. 
round trip, something like that. Yeah, we might not be able to really we are in a whiteout pretty much, so it's it's odd. We'll see. We'll see if we can make it. All right. Well stay safe. Don't drink any of that water from Salt Creek. Could be salty. Yeah, for sure. Probably has that Jardinera or whatever it is. Mm, Yeah. Famous Jardinera. Yep, that's right. That's right. Well, we wish the Beantown all the best with this pledge drive. We'll be upping our pledge later today when we get back in service range. But uh, we encourage everyone to support the United Way of Chicago. We're very excited to be parents of the podcast uh, and really excited that this is Year six, that's crazy, Quinn. It is. 600 more to go. Wow. Wow. Well, we hope you have lots of, um, we look forward to listening to the recap. of. We're going to be out of range here in a moment. And it's also, like, literally, we can't see five feet in front of us. It's really dangerous. So um, we wish you all the best. All right. Bye, thank, bye. Thanks for calling. Drive safe. All right. Love you. Bye-bye. Bye. See, that's, that's the toughest thing. The one thing about these live streams that I haven't figured out here, still after six years, is we get the callers, and the phone to the microphone, speakerphone, sounds okay, not great. But the problem is for you all there on Facebook, YouTube, you're, 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 you know, you got your ear real close to your speaker. You're saying, what are they saying? What's happening? Not to mention now we got this great... Uh, our, our heating system, if you will, here, the H, old HVAC heating, vacuum, air, and cooling system is very noisy. It's not quite as intrusive as my old apartment uh, down on a Diversity Parkway. One of, one of the parkways I've lived on uh, in, my, in my lifetime, the other would be a Fullerton Parkway. But it's just, uh, it, it just blasts. Blasts everything. I, I can't hear a damn thing. Which reminds me, uh, listener discretion is advised when you're listening to the Beantown podcast, even our telethon pledge drive fundraisers, uh, for mature mature uh, ears. M A T U R E R E R E R. Mature ears. Um, will occasionally use some language into this podcast, objectively terrible, but who cares about quality? Stick, stick, stick that on your bumper stickers uh, when you got the great bean heads here. And speaking of stick, if you're on our, uh, we're going to get back to what we were talking about before, I promise. If you're on our live stream here, uh, YouTube first, you want to see our Beantown podcast stickers. That's right, our big ticket item this year. If you donate a certain amount of money, probably $25, I don't really know, uh, it's on the website, you will get a Beantown podcast sticker, our first ever. So we're very excited about that. Um, you can find all the donor tiers, all that information, Topaz Elite Club, um, uh, you know, online, GoFundMe. You can Google search GoFundMe, Beantown Podcast 6th Annual, and you'll find it maybe if you add a couple more keywords or search terms. Uh, we haven't, we, we talked about this a couple shows ago, we haven't struck a deal with, you know, Spirit or Delta um, or Hawaiian um, or Pan Am to sort of get have you know if you're in, what I'm trying to say if you're in Topaz Elite, could that get you then into a, you know a Delta Sky Miles Lounge or something where you get the you know free scrambled eggs or um, I don't frankly I don't know I've never been in an airport lounge before I suppose there's showers I would think hmm. what else 
there's our first chance for our listener, our beanhead listener engagement opportunity of the show. Email us beantownpodcast at yahoo.com. Again, this beantown, B E A N T podcast at yahoo.com. And let us know about some of the best airport lounges you've ever been to or just what is in an airport lounge. I'm going to guess hot breakfast, um, hot towel service, hot toddies, hot showers, hot um, hot stones. Speaking of hot stones, happy anniversary uh, official anniversary a couple days ago to my lover, uh, Rachel Ramos, who if you're curious, you're thinking, who's coming out of that closet behind me? Rachel's been in there the whole time. She's getting ready for a big entrance, isn't she? No, uh, she's not here. But the reason I mention uh, Rachel, not only is that our anniversary, but um, we got massages last Sunday, and they finished with the big hot stones which is pretty exciting. I would have liked if they would have played Gimme Shelter while they're giving you the hot stones. You know, oot, 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 please meet you on tonight's morning. Now, that's, there's nothing more relaxing than hot stones. But second, there's nothing else more relaxing than the sweet, sweet sounds of Mick Jagger, um, the whole E Street band, of course. It's, it's, it's good stuff. So, you know, Hot stones, kind of a double wordplay, if you will. Speaking of which, I'm excited to announce a new segment here on the Beantown Podcast, which I haven't even prepared for for today, but I just decided yesterday in the shower that it's going to be a thing. It's going to be our palindrome of the week, okay? And we're gonna get we're gonna get started very uh, simple. Because there's only so many palindromes in the human language, in the English language. I don't know. We might have to dip our toes into Farsi. Is, is, is a palindromic concept, does that exist in non-Arabic uh, numeral languages, if you will? You know, you got your French, your Spanish, your German, English, Spanish, German, Finnish, Although I don't know about Finnish, they all use kind of those your your ABCs, if you will. We go we go east uh, across the pond a little bit. You go to Russia, you got Cyrillics, and I they I suppose they probably use that in you know Romania and um, Sakhalin, if you will, in the Faroe Islands. P H A R O A H. Known for that's where they discovered King Tut's tomb, believe it or not. Um, but you know, the, it's it's different letters, and then of course you go to places like uh, uh, like uh, the Taj Mahal, where it's sans, Sanskrit, S A N D S K R I T. They named it because they used, you know, they didn't have pencils and papers and papyruses, and they would draw it in the sand. So the sand. All right, we're back on audio. Uh, we were just talking about that. He's not, a, he's not really a monkey, is he? He's more of a critter, a general critter. He's like a saber-toothed squirrel. Um, uh, Scrat, is that his name? I, I got to tell you, I got over here off camera, we have this Game Boy-looking thing. I got it for Christmas from some of my siblings, and I 
for like a hot second, like 30 hot seconds, hot seconds. That's what you could get in the airport lounge if you want more scrambled eggs. Um, I played this Ice Age game and you start off as uh, Scrat. You're doing it's kind of like platform jumping and it's kind of neat. Um, but turns out that just like the Ice Age movies, he's really just kind of bops in and out. The main game is kind of like this weird helicopter view of Manny, voiced by Ray Romano, and Sid the Tiger, voiced by Dennis Leary. And, uh, oh, Sid's the sloth. Uh, who's the tiger? Diego the Tiger, the saber-toothed tiger, voiced by Dennis Leary, and then Sid the sloth, voiced by John Leguizamo. L-E-G-U-I-Z-A-M-O. And if you're wondering, no, I didn't research the Ice Age cast before I came in here. I just am pretty knowledgeable about movies. Kind of a grade A film buff. Of course, you got the sequels with Queen Latifah. Mm. But I played that game for 30 hot seconds, and it wasn't as fun. I really liked the uh, the parts where you got to be the Sanskrit squirrel or whatever we were talking about. So my point here with our uh, this is all kind of our introduction to palindrome of week palindrome of the week by the week for the week. Um, do other languages do other alphabets have palindromes? Let's check our YouTube comments here. They say, "Let's go." What is happening? Got to get your mandolin expert on about potential palindromes. Uh, mandolin's a cool instrument. It's kind of small. I was always confused because you got the eight strings. You got two strings of each tone, and I always thought double the chance of breakage. Could you get a richer harmony, I suppose? But you got eight strings. You only got five, really four fingers uh, because the thumb, a lot of people don't know this, the thumb, your your, uh, opposable thumb, not technically a finger. So you really have four fingers and one opposable thumb. So you got eight strings and only four fingers. I think it would make more sense if you, if the mandolin came with like, I'm thinking like a Doc Ock sort of situation where you could have your four fingers, but then you you could plug something into the back of your hand or the the front like the wrist like the original Spider Man has, not Toby, but Andrew and Tom, where you know they kind of got to wear this device. So this device instead of shooting, uh, you know, webs. It would it would have four additional fingers, and this would be we could call this the Mando, the Mando, the uh, the Mandalorian guard, um, and it would there'd be four robotic arms, fingers, if you will, that could then you could control them. I would think with your mind, um, I think would be the best way to do it. You you could, we could you could look at a foot lever system like you're playing the Oregon, uh, Oregon Trail. What if you played the Oregon? While you were playing Oregon Trail, let's see here. What would that sound like? That's not the Oregon. That's kind of what it would sound like. All right. So I think we should get the show started here. And, you know, we're going to have all sorts of special callers. We've already had one. Again, 815-298-7200. Oh, we got to finish our first thought. Oh, also, we didn't do palindrome of the day. Uh, one, one thing at a time here. Palindrome of the day is race car in honor of last week's Daytona 500 
it was, you know, it was a great day. Rachel and I, we went and we got our hot stones. We got our massage. We finished up with a little uh, kind of early evening nightcap at uh, a, a beer miscuous, if you will, on Lincoln Ave in Diversity, another great parkway. And we were, you know, this is, this is how you know we're going to make it. Young couple in love, got our hot stones. We got our craft beers. We're getting the ones with the high, you know, ABVs, alcohol by uh, volume, if you will. And these pants keep falling down. They're way too loose. I haven't worn them in two years. Crotch shot for YouTube and Facebook. But I look good. That's, that's, that's something I want to say before I finish all those thoughts here. I look good. Pulling out the purple suit, checking out our YouTube comment. Sounds like On the Oregon Trail by Charlie uh, uh, Chat- Chopin. Um, Got to get my eyes checked here. My optometrist was in a shop co that closed, and I haven't been able to find him since. True story. Uh, but Rachel and I were sitting there. We're drinking our beers. Memories of hot stones fresh in our minds and our backs. And where I got the Daytona 500 stream on my phone. We got it propped up. Just the two of us holding hands at our table. We're watching Ricky Stinkhouse Jr. win on a caution. A terrible way to end, by the way. But I thought our first palindrome of the week in our brand new segment could be race car. R-A-C-E-C-A-R. So for the kids out there, maybe you're listening. Maybe you, you, you know... You said, well, Quinn said, listener discretion is advised. I feel advised. And you're wondering, well, Quinn, what is a palindrome? P-A-L-I-N-D-R-O-M-E. It means a letter that is the same frontwards and backwards. Now, it doesn't, it's not 3D. It's not, you know, upwards and downwards. That'd be kind of cool. I think there are some of those words that exist. I don't know what the term for that is. Uh, borrow or rob, those are not palindromes. But if you combine them together, they are. Thank you to our YouTube comments. It's our good, it's our good friend of the podcast, Matt Fiedler, uh, who will be on the show in a couple weeks, I would think, for our taxes special. We also got brother of the podcast, Walt Furness, chiming in on YouTube. Thank you both uh, for, for your comments here. But race car is going to be our first palindrome of the week. And really what I was trying to say um, about the whole languages thing, which is how we got talking about uh, Ice Age, of course, was if you give me a sentence in Aboriginal, you know, I don't really know what their alphabet looks like, but does that exist? Do you have words, concepts, phrases that could be the same frontwards and backwards? So we'll continue to investigate. That'll be part of our uh, Beantown Goes Global um, sort of initiative, if you will. I love using initiative as sort of a catch-all for anything. Like the Bean Town Gives Back initiative, which I'm proud to pioneer. Speaking of Oregon Trail, um, I did uh, I did some community service a couple couple months uh, as last month Martin Luther King Jr. Day. We went out to Montrose Beach, the Magic Hedge, the Bird Sanctuary, all that good stuff. We cleaned up a lot of trash. A lot of uh, Heineken and Modelo seemed to be the glass bottles of choice. Some uh, some tampons, some condoms, a lot of chips, a lot of just loose toilet paper so doing some good deeds here and there Mm. to go back all the way to our very first point what we're doing here on the show we're raising money it's about sixty dollars for the website operating costs each year and then you throw in another and i think they've upped these prices we you throw in another like 120 i think it was 130 for 
uh, SoundCloud. Uh, what you, why do you have to do that? Well, you have to have some sort of platform that will actually host uh, your unlimited storage. And guys, we got a lot of storage because this is our sixth year of the show. I think we're at episode like 270-ish, somewhere in that vein. We're coming up. We'll hit 300, I think, in like October, perhaps. Uh, but that costs money as well. Here's kind of the cool thing about it, though. I am going to, and we've done this the past couple of years, every dollar I get, and I've seen those donations coming in today. Thank you to everyone who's donated. I don't have the list directly in front of me, uh, but I know we have a number of donations already just today, which is very exciting. I match those donations that come in dollar for dollar. There's no no skimming off the top, no 10% I keep for myself. Everything you pump into this show, we use it to run the show. And as a show of gratitude and to better our community as part of our Beantown Gives Back initiative, I throw those dollars directly from my bank account back out to the United Way of Metro Chicago. It keeps the money moving. If you're doing the mental math at home, what it actually means is just Quinn's losing money on this, but that's perfectly fine because I don't care about losing money when it's for a great cause like our partners over at the United Way of Metro Chicago who are doing a lot of amazing things. So that's what we're doing here today. We're going to keep that donation kind of website up and running until I remember to take it down, uh, probably in a couple days here. We kind of make February our like go-to pledge drive month so that link's been up for about two or three weeks now and it will continue to stay up for a hot second um but that's that's kind of setting the scene for the show if you're listening on uh, on just audio as a reminder we're doing the best we can with this show today to make it not only visually stimulating for those of you on youtube those of you on facebook thank you all for watching uh, but i try to make it an actual podcast as well right because i'm not going to double down um, but what it sometimes means is you don't get a, the perfect audio experience with this show in particular compared to most of our shows, which are, you know, just obviously gold kind of almost platinum uh, or topaz elite standard for audio engineering quality. Um, I did not go to school for sound recording technology, but I knew a couple of guys who were who had those majors. So um, I think like to think it rubbed off, but. We're doing our best. It's a much longer show than usual. I mean, we're at 33 minutes now, and we are just starting to kiss some of our core content. Um, I was happy to open with the musical number. I, I, I wasn't exactly sure what I wanted to do with that, but we opened up with, of course, The Entertainer, which is the theme song of the show. And then our second tune there was The Rosebud March by uh, Scott Joplin as well. Uh, which is a just a fun little ditty. It feels very like Sousa-esque, if you will. It's a march, of course. And then we finished off with um, the great uh, cover of uh, from Annie Get Your Gun, Ethel Merman, There's No Business Like Show Business. And uh, I wanted to just briefly uh, introduce a new segment here uh, on the Beantown Podcast. A lot of new segments today. I've been doing a lot of writing. It's called On This Day in History or Another Day. And so on this day in history or another day, Ethel Merman releases her disco album of her greatest hits. It's a real thing. She went, you know, on the Tonight Show, Carson and everything to uh, to perform it. She performs Alexander's Ragtime Band disco version. If you're curious what else is on the album, there's some great hits. Like, of course, there's no business like show business. Uh, some people... Everything's Coming Up Roses. There's like nine or ten of those disco hits on there. 
that she made and she was all into and stuff. And so I don't know what year it was and I don't know what day it was. It probably wasn't February 26th, but on this date in history or another date, Ethel Merman releases her disco album. So if you're not familiar with that, go check it out. It's a total banger. It's a lot of fun. Uh, before we jump into our next segment here, let's let's quickly run through what we're drinking. So we got our Jack Link's Feed Your Wild Side, JackLinks.com, Family Quality Guarantee, Jack Link TM. Jack Link is is uh, is TM'd, but not Jack Link's. Uh, since 1885, we got Sasquatch here. Shout out to Uncle of the Podcast, Uncle Andy Dennison. 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 Well, that's not really what I mispronounced. Uncle Andrew Dennison, let's just put it that way, for the hot merch, hot merch, something else you could get uh, at your your airline club. Again, we're working on that partnership with a potential airline for those Topaz Elite members, so donate, donate, donate. Um, this is just water with some lime, some lemon. Uh, if I had some vodka, that'd be good maybe, but I'm trying to pace myself, you know? I didn't I didn't take any, ed- any edibles or anything like that, and this isn't going to be... You know, for those of you familiar with like the, uh, oh, we got a phone call coming in. Here we go. Oh, this is going to be from the road. We're going to get back to our beverage rundown in a second here. Uh, oh, this is going to be a real treat. Here we go. Welcome to the Beantown Podcast 6th Annual Pledge Drive Telethon Fundraiser. How's it going? What's happening? How are you? Are we the 11th caller? No, you're number two. That's still pretty good. Oh. What's our prize? Uh... Uh, two two kisses into the microphone. Mm, I think I got some lint on my lips. You felt that all the way here in New Jersey. Ooh, how 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 are the roads out there? Beautiful, wide, spacious, mm. and smooth. Mm, excellent. I I this is so this is brother and sister of the podcast, Jack and Nicole, and I heard and I saw that. You you hit a new state today that you'd never been in before, and it, no, it wasn't gas, liquid, or plasma. It was West Virginia. Mm. What are your What are your thoughts? What are your takeaways? Yeah, we stopped at a Sheets just off uh, Highway 70. It was on Cabela Drive. Got a terrible coffee. Probably the worst gas station coffee I've ever had. That's but tough. There was a uh, Black Lives Matter. Uh, Black History Month advertisement at the gas station pump, and so I have renewed hope for the state, the great state of West Virginia. Um, yeah, it was really, God bless West Virginia. It's open for business, officially, and it's also wild and wonderful. I like that. Uh, according to the signs we saw. So It was Tai Tai's first time in West Virginia as well. Yes, dog of the podcast, Mary Tyler Moore, first first poop and pee in West Virginia. Nice, that's good stuff. Yeah, yeah we had a good uh, good visit. Nice and hilly, um, pretty. Um, yeah, not bad. Lived up to ex- as it meets expectations. Yeah, mm. just a quick visit. We were there for maybe 20, 30 minutes. But I'm counting it. We drank the coffee. Yep. Felt the earth under our feet. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, yeah. Mm. We Wheeling, West Virginia. Is that where you went? So 
so we uh, we took the interstate around Wheeling. We skipped all the local exits, but we were, I would say we were in the Wheeling suburbs. Mm. The bustling um, Wheeling suburbs. Yes, the hills outside of Wheeling. Mm. So, yeah, now we're in uh, New Jersey. We're about an hour and a half from New York. We are going to, today is a day of firsts. We're going to drive uh, on Staten Island for the first time ever. Everybody's favorite borough. And so now I'll have, we'll have driven in all five boroughs. Hmm. And uh, we're going to drive across the Verrazano Narrows for the first time ever. How, how narrow so, are they? Oh, like a stone's throw. Wow. Yeah. Between <laughs> uh, like South Brooklyn and uh, is that, is Staten Island, something like that. I suppose if you have uh, a good arm. Like baseball season, spring yeah. training, yeah. Mm. And I heard, yeah. I heard today you're, is going to be the first time you drive all the way to the end of Long Island and back. Yep, we're uh, we're going to make a quick pit stop at Montauk. It's been a dream of mine ever since I watched that movie with Jim Carrey and the girl from Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Incredibly yep. loud and dangerously close. Yeah, Kate Winslet, very good in Spider-Man, and of course, uh, um, 500 Days of Summer, or whatever that movie was called. Good stuff. Yeah. Um, no, what's the movie I'm thinking of? I have no idea. Uh, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless there Mind. Takes a train out to Montauk. Yep, Long Island uh, uh, Railway, or whatever it's called. L-I-R-R, yep. Yeah, we'll see. I didn't either, but with it. Good. For the integrity yeah. of the pledge drive, I think, you, well, you, you can do a pros and cons list after you get off the phone. How's the telethon going? Did you hit your fundraising goal? I have no idea. I'm, you know, I'm really not focused on the money. I'm focused on the fun. I'm focused on the community. We had a couple musical opening numbers. We've had callers. We've talked, uh, we've talked palindromes. We've talked Sanskrit. Uh, we're going to have a message from a special uh, canine guest in a couple minutes here. So things are going well. Mm-hmm. All right. No dunk tank. I, I figured if we still have another 80 years of this show, I want to pace myself with the ideas. Yeah. I think you should set it up like right on the lakefront trail and just make it like performance art. Passersby can dunk you. I think if we did that, we'd have to switch the show from February to July, perhaps. Uh, that's true. It could be a polar plunge kind of thing. Mm. Sounds like hypothermia. I appreciate that. Thanks so much. Yeah. All right. Well, we're very happy to be your second caller. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, I just sent regards to the canine guests. Oh, yeah. Too bad we couldn't have them on at the same time. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll let them know. It, that that could have been kind of explosive, but thanks thanks, Ty Ty. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's trying her best to stay awake, but it's not. Okay. Yeah. Yep. It's all right. Good job. All right. Are you really going to go until 8 o'clock? No. 
Okay, good. <laughs> you gotta I eat supper. Yeah. yeah. Alright. Well, I hope you I hope you have lots of fun. Um hope you get lots of callers and lots of donations, even though it's not about the money. I am looking forward to receiving my stock certificate. Yep. Do you have our new address? Um I'll I'll just, you know, send it eastward and it'll get there. All right. We'll look out for it. Yep, 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 yep. All right, guys. Thanks for calling. Yeah, thanks for having us. I love being on the podcast. Uh, Town rules. Yeah, good. God bless Beantown and West Virginia. Good luck on your uh, your unpacking. Thanks, too. We're optimistic. Yeah, it'll be good. All right. All right, guys. All right, we'll catch you later. Yeah, have a good night. All right, that was our second call of the day. That was uh, brother and sister-in-law of the podcast, Jack and Nicole, who uh, were, were gracious enough to call from the road. And that seems to be a theme today. Everyone's driving on a Sunday. I don't really know what that's about. I don't own a car. But uh, driving in uh, New Jersey on their way to their new home in Brooklyn, their first time ever living in Brooklyn, I believe. So that's very exciting for those guys. Thank you for calling. Thank you for donating, as always. So again, here in our Jack Links, uh, I don't know what you'd really call this, a power mug, I guess. We have our Jack Links Feed Your Wild Side. Well, you already said all that stuff. It's lemon lime water. It's not bubbly water. I ran out of time, uh, as will often happen on this program. But it's, uh, it's you know 30 ounces or so of water with ice cubes. And a little bit of that lemon-lime refreshment. Next up here, we have Dunkin' Donuts. It's a some sort of iced coffee. I got to tell you, I don't really get into the whole food app rewards kind of deal because I just feel like for me personally, I try not to eat out that much, especially at fast food places. And I think just having those rewards in front of my eyes would always make me be like, oh, I'll just go to this place and spend more money. So the only thing I really do is Dunkin' because coffee is just one of those things that I enjoy. I drink a lot of most of the time in the morning. I brew my own, but sometimes you want a little something extra. Dunkin', they're, uh, they do like they cycle through different monthly deals, monthly offers. Last month, it was a $1 medium midnight coffee blend, which I wasn't a huge fan of. As you'd expect from the sort of midnight name, it's a very like dark roast, and it's got sort of a... An aftertaste that is not terrible and you kind of get used to it, but it just kind of lingers in your mouth and it wasn't my favorite, but I got it a bunch because it's $1. This month in February, so we're done in, what, two days here, it's a $2 iced coffee when you order ahead, which is, you know, some of these iced coffee drinks that, you know, Starbucks and Dunkin' and everyone are making these days, they'll they'll upcharge those like crazy. And I saw United... Um, and again, I don't know if we're going to get into the United Lounge per se with the Topaz Elite members, but I saw that they're going to start serving iced coffee on their their flights, which has got to be like ten bucks or something like that. So this is, uh, I think, it's a iced coffee with uh, some sort of foam on top, and I think I put caramel in there as well. It's pretty tasty. Our last thing here, I wanted to do something special. We got our water. We got our caffeine. I wanted to break the bank a little bit for the show. It's very exciting. Our drink of choice today, our beverage, we haven't gotten into it yet, but it's bottled in Scotland. Trader Joe's Blended Scotch Whiskey, my first ever bottle. 
it was, uh, I won't say the exact price, but it was more than $7. So we'll just keep that our little secret. We're going to get into that in a little bit here. We might have a beer that to go with it. That's kind of my, my sneaky trick is to have a little bit of beer, drink it. I like beers. We drank beers. Sometimes we had too much beers with Tobin. That's a whole uh, Brett Kavanaugh thing that we're not going to get into because I, I finished my material. But sometimes I'll drink a little bit, pour some whiskey on top, give it a big shake, make sure you don't waste too much. Jazz hands for those of you on the video stream. Uh, waste too much, and then you got like two drinks in one. Will it alter the integrity of the, the, the beer a little bit? Absolutely, but you just got to grit your teeth. Bite your lip. Get up and dance. Here's a song I never played before. Let's see how it goes. I have no idea. So that's Alton John's Bite Your Lip, Get Up and Dance, the closing number from his Blue Moves album, which I've never tried to play before. Right now, you, you couldn't even tell is the crazy thing. But to cap off that thought, it's our, that thought. Can we twerk live on air? Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> I promise, I am not even high or drunk. Um, Thanks for bearing with us today on the Pledge Drive Telephone Fundraiser. It's really a, a great program. But that's our blended scotch whiskey. We might combine it with Rogue Nation beer out there in Oregon. Got to stand up occasionally because my knees, they're rough, man. Uh, we got, uh, what's it called? It's some sort of like chupacabra bat monster on the on the cover covers really the, the can or the box that it comes in uh so we're going to get into that in a little bit here it's pretty tasty i picked it out from the jewel um a couple a uh, couple of days ago any jewel fans out there email us beantownpodcast at yahoo.com again that's beantown b-e-a-n-t-o podcast at yahoo.com let us know what's your favorite jewel song even after you're gone is that jewel I don't know what it's called. 
Oh, thanks for, we got Peter Schiller coming in on the YouTube comments. Thanks for listening. I knew when I mentioned Jewel, he would be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm coming in hot. I got to be here. I got to, yeah, I got my top 10 Jewel songs. J-E-W, Jewel, E-L-L, L-Jew, if you palindromed it. Um, But Jewel, I don't, we never talked about Jewel on the Beantown podcast before. Um, so that's our, those are our beverages of choice today. We're about 51 minutes into the Pledge Drive Telethon fundraiser. This is a great time to remind everyone you can call and be live on air, 815-298-7200. Here's the deal, guys. If, you, if you're calling, you can't get through. The phone lines are busy. I feel like Ryan Seacrest and Brian uh, Dunkelman right now. Keep calling. I'm going to keep those phone lines open uh, for as long as we can. If you get voicemail, there's a special treat for you in there. There's a great voicemail message I recorded in the gym yesterday. I think you'll like it. Um, and uh, we, we just got the, the energy is great. I'm feeling great. We got the sun shining. It's a beautiful Sunday afternoon here uh, in Chicago, uh, although my head's a little itchy from this hat, so we're going to give that a break for a second. Uh, I wanted, you know, our next, uh, what we're going to go through next year is a big college basketball time. We were watching a lot last night, Marquette versus DePaul. Mar- DePaul hung tough uh, against the Golden Eagles. We watched, uh, we well, that earlier in the day, DePaul women's basketball almost, almost upset the number four UConn Huskies. I got this cord here, this cord city over here. My hair is crazy. Holy cow, I should have put some gel in this. Uh, But I wanted to give you a rundown of the men's basketball scoreboard for today. And we're not going to, ooh, Northwestern got smacked by Maryland. That's rough. We're not going to do that, you know, classic top 25 stuff because that's so overplayed. We're going to go to the independent league. Uh Oh, did you? There aren't no games today in the Independent League. Did you guys realize that Chicago State is playing Gonzaga on Wednesday, March 1st? Here's our next listener engagement opportunity. Email us before Wednesday, beantownpodcast at yahoo.com against beantownpodcastyahoo.com, and get take your guess for basically will Chicago State avoid being doubled up? So if it's 80 to 40, you lose. If you say, yes, they'll avoid it, it's kind of complicated. You can really just pick whatever you want, Uh, but that game is going to be ugly. So let's jump away from the Independent League because there weren't any great scoreboard games. Let's go to the Summit League. I'm a big Summit summit head, if you will. Let's check out – oh, we're we're back to March 1st. Well, that's not going to work. We need live scores. Sunday, February 26th, nothing. Saturday, February 25th. Here we go. Okay, so here's our Summit League scores for all you Summit heads out there. Pat Summit, uh, Pat Summerall. Which one is it? Are they two different people? Did I make one of them up? I don't know. Here we go. Western Illinois falls to North Dakota State, the Jackrabbits, 71-69. to North Dakota, not to be confused with North Dakota State, defeats St. Thomas, Minnesota, 82-74. to Oral Roberts, actually the Jackrabbits are South Dakota State. Oral Roberts beats uh, South Dakota State and the Jackrabbits 69 to 65. I think Oral Roberts, they're like some Golden Eagles too. Um, Denver defeats Omaha, a little surprising, 72 to 61. And then finally, in a big blow to their playoff resume, Kansas City falls 48 to South Dakota 82. Uh, So that's, you know, that could shake up 
March Madness here. And then also I wanted to make sure we covered uh, for all our neck heads out there, the NEC, which must be the Northeastern Conference. I don't know. Uh, so again, four more games here for you all. Merrimack defeats Long Island University. Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, 80-59. to Sacred Heart over Central Connecticut, 69-67. to Fairleigh Dickinson. Uh, topples St. Francis Brooklyn 86 to 69, and then finally Wagner defeats St. Francis PA 68 to 58. A kind of unexpected, you know, St. Francis PA, uh, St. Francis Pa, Pa Jode, Pa Grape. Remember that Pa Grape character from uh, Veggie Tales? If you forgot, that's okay because we're going to be circling back to some of the God stuff in a couple seconds here. going to introduce you all to a resource that's great for kids and adults alike that you probably never heard of before. Um, yeah, where is my hairbrush? Exactly. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, Jonky, friend of the podcast, good to hear from you. Okay, I mentioned in our last call, and as a matter, you can, you can call us, 815-298-7200. Uh, we're taking donations, not really over the phone because I, I don't really know how those PBS guys do that, but we got our phone back there. And uh, we'll, we donate uh, on GoFundMe. That's how we do it. And again, I'm matching dollar for dollar your, your donations to the United Way of Metro Chicago, which is very exciting. We've already got a lot of donations coming in today. And if the phone lines are busy, keep calling, keep trying. We'll make it work, I promise. Okay, I mentioned in our last call we were going to have a special message from a, 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 a visitor, a guest of, of canine persuasion and speaking of guests before we get to that message um i did uh reach out to tulsi gabbard's team to say hey would you like to come on the show um you know i think our political views are very very much in line i love hawaii oahu um aloha um wakiki um aloha diamond head surf and turf so we kind of had those things in common. So I reached out to Tulsi. I said, hey, T-Dog, you know, Tulsa, Oklahoma, Tulsi Gabbard, like, we'd love to have you on the show. So I just want to, if we get a a number from a call, we Hawaii area code, we'll be in business. There was also some talk um, from myself to myself in the shower last night, maybe J. Fred Muggs would make an appearance. Unfortunately, if you ever Google J. Fred Muggs, you'll realize most of the news articles about him kind of stop in like 1962, 1963, when it sort of became taboo, if you will, um, which I'm not saying I agree with this. It just, it became taboo in American society to have chimpanzees host morning shows, which is why you won't see J. Fred Muggs on the Today Show anymore with your Al Rokers and your uh, Savannah Whites, whoever else is on the Today Show these days. Um, but oh, I, I had this idea about the Today Show. I wanted to, it was kind of a, it, it was a this day in history segment um, or another day. So we'll save that for another week. It's, it's going to be good. I think you're going to like it. Um, but J. Fred Muggs, incredibly hard to reach. Obviously, he doesn't speak English. Obviously, he, uh, I don't know, he's not like, he's not one of those Cocos that can communicate with sign language. So apparently, Excuse me. According to the internet, from what I can find, he's still alive somewhere. He's like 71, 72. Chimpanzees are not supposed to live that long. So I don't know if he was, you know, what they have in that Today Show NBC cafeteria, uh, what they were pumping him full of back in the, you know, 50s and 60s there. But Walter Cronkite, of course, famous host of the Today Show, 
So we'll see about J. Fred Muggs. I wouldn't, that's the one I wouldn't count on, J. Fred. Tulsi I feel more optimistic about. All right. Here's a special message, and this relates back. I got this, this sort of vision um, in my head, and this is me sort of translating that vision from these sort of mental images I received to the words, which is basically how the Bible was written. So I don't feel too bad about sharing this. This, is, uh, this relates to a, a show we did a couple months ago, and this is a message from the ghost of Togo. Okay, we're back on that energy. If you all didn't listen to the Beantown podcast last time I was in New York, we did an expose, if you will, which we got more exposés coming later in the show, I promise, of a beloved figure. So I think, well, this one's kind of that way, too. Um, we're really taking down the patriarchy, um, although neither uh, person I'm trying to take down today really is a human male. So kind of less the patriarchy and more just kind of doggyarchy and later the matriarchy, actually. But this is, uh, uh, you know, we talked about Togo. We talked about Balto, sort of how those two interlocked, interchanged with one another. And so here's a message I received from the ghost of Togo, um, from the grave, wherever that, uh, that dog is buried. So here, we, here it is. Uh, and I, look, this is, I'm just reading this. This is just, okay, my translation. Uh, it says, Dear Quinn, thank you for this wonderful opportunity to speak to all the beanheads in all of the world and Beantown Nation to clear the air regarding the Gnome Serum Run back in 1925. Let's clear the air right away. Sort of repetitive, but again, this is Togo. This isn't really my writing. Balto was one cocky son of a bitch. Literally. That bastard lupinaceous, it's a good word, L U. L-U-P-I-N-A-C-I-O-U-S. Half-blood, low blow, uh, totally coasted on my laurels. Have you guys even read the Wikipedia article on me? I have. I don't speak for the beanheads. I was practically jumping, I don't know how to say this word, crevasses, crevasses, crevices. One of those things, Togo would know. Half a mile wide, I outran avalanches faster than the speed of light. My dogs were barking at the end of every day, literally, but I kept on keeping on. I liked that one when that kind of showed up in my vision. I was like, oh, that's, that's fun. That's, it's, <laughs> it's neat. Um, dogs get puns too, okay? Uh, and who gets the statue? Who gets the Oscar-nominated animated picture? Who gets a sequel, Balto 2, Winds of Change? All because he ran the last 30 seconds of what I heroically started. So let me finish by saying this. I am awesome. Balto stinks. Love Togo. And then you can see uh, he's got a little PS here. PS, I wish I was named after a cooler country like North Macedonia or Central African Republic. So there's our message from the ghost of Togo. Again, it was sort of a vision that came upon me while I was uh, on the exercise bike and later in the shower. I just sort of translated the best I could. Uh, but Togo. May he rest in peace. Of course, a real hero of the 1925 Gnome Serum Run. And it was I just thought it was kind of cool to be able to sort of, you know, hear what he would have sounded like if he was still alive today, um, you know, 100 years later. So thank you to Togo so much, one of our special guests today. 
as a reminder, uh, Tulsi Gabbard, if you are out there, phone lines are currently open. So 815-298-7200. It should, you know, if you're in you know, Oahu or Maui or the Big Island, as they like to call it, um, Oahu, of course, you should be able to just, it should be a, a domestic, uh, you know, kind of short, not long distance call because Hawaii, of course, the 50th state. So you don't have to worry about tolls. You don't have to worry about trolls. Uh, Toll House cookie bars are pretty, some of those for this show. But I'll save that for year seven. Okay. Phone lines are open. Feel free to call anytime. We got a, a YouTube message. Will the Fisher Price phone get airplay? Yeah, we got our cool little Fisher Price phone going on over here. Uh, it's been a, a dear member of the Beantown Pledge Drive Telethon family for a number of years. And I really had to go digging uh, like two hours ago to try to figure out where exactly the Fisher Price phone was. Because I don't, you know, this will surprise a lot of beanheads out there, but I really don't use it all that much. Um, you know, mostly when I'm like babysitting, which I've never really done before. It's got some creepy kind of googly eyes going on back there. Don't stare directly into the eyes. Um, but yeah, a, a dear, dedicated friend of the show and specifically the pledge drive telethon fundraiser i did find it uh it was in a shoebox in my dresser which is a good place for that uh we're gonna get into the drinks in a little bit here but we're gonna keep the party going um let's hear this would be a good time we're probably about halfway done with our show here we're well over an hour let's hear from our sponsors our ad reads coming live on oh gosh we got so much to get to here i just looked at my uh my show notes here to remember what exactly we're, we're getting ourselves into. Whew, there's a lot going on. Okay, let me switch my Google accounts here. We'll get our ads fired up here, and then we're going to jump right back into some other great segments for y'all because I'm telling you right now, I just looked at my notes. We got a lot going on today. We're going to be pushing some of that um, likely to uh, a couple you know, future episodes. I mean, I don't even know if we're going to have time for Activia trivia. That's how loaded the show is today. Okay, here we go. Are you tired of selling your house for less than a quarter of what it's worth, all because you couldn't find a reliable home inspector in time? Well, Oregon listeners, there's some good news for you. Home Pride Inspection Services in Bend, Oregon is Central Oregon's hottest new home inspection provider with inspection services including things like heating and cooling, roofing, plumbing, and so much more. Home Pride Oregon is both contractor certified and home inspection certified, so you know you're getting the good stuff. If you're tired of big real estate's angle hold on the home inspection market, and you want a safe, uh, where did we go? I lost my place here. Oh, and you want a safe certified home inspector you can trust. Call Steve at 541-410-0316 or visit homeprideorgan.com. Again, that's 541-410-0316 or visit homeprideorgan.com. Home Pride Oregon Inspection Perfection. I also want to give a shout out to the Samson Q2U series. It's got crisp, clear audio quality. Whether you are defeating the Philistines and Goliath and, uh, you know, Medusa, or you're walking around the city of Jericho seven times, here's what I never really understood. We've probably said this a million times on the show before. Why do they need to walk around Jericho? What, I, they could just go past 
do you think God just like really wanted them to get exercise? Was it a cardio thing? But even then, they've been wandering in the desert for 40 years. So it's like, how much cardio do you really need realistically if you've been wandering for 40 years? I just swallowed an ice cube. If you're if you're wandering the if you look at a map of, of Canaan and the Suez Canal and stuff, you see if you're you know wandering 40 years. That's like 120,000 days. My question is, like 140,000 days. Were they just walking in circles? Like I know they just the circle around Jericho, but where where else could you would figure they would wander somewhere else? Like if you're going to be walking for 140,000 days, couldn't you have walked somewhere cool, somewhere less deserty, uh, somewhere where there's something better to eat than manna? I'm thinking, uh, you know. Talk about going to, like, Greece or something. Think about all those cool, badass olive trees they have. Can you imagine just walking around in the wild, and it's like, oh, I'll pluck this cool olive off a tree. It's salty. It's meaty. It's delicious. It's got, you know, protein and vitamins K, D, and B1. Instead, you're hanging out in, like, the Sinai Peninsula, which is just, like, sand and camels I don't even think you could eat the camels during Lent. So I know I got a lot of uh, I take a lot of issues with uh the 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 choices that they made. Uh, but regardless of whether you take issue or not, when God speaks, he uses a Samson. And of course, finally our good friends at Cuts by Q, guys, check out this haircut. This does not happen naturally. My hair is a disaster today. It really just uh well, Cuts by Q will make it look good, though. Here we go. Bob and Weave, we all know the hairstyle. We all love it. But how many Chicago-based independent barbers can actually give it to you the way you deserve? Enter Cuts by Q. It's a little like Enter Sandman, only different. Uh, where were we here? Cuts by Q has been independently owned and operated since 1995 and is probably one of the better barbershop operations serving Chicago, Cook County, Greater uh, Northwest Indiana, if you will, and the Greater Chicagoland area. From beehives to bangs, faux hawks to flat tops, and everything in between, call Cuts by Q at 815-298-7200. If you call, you'll be directed to either uh, book an appointment for Cuts by Q or donate to the Pledge Drive Telephone Fundraiser in case you're confused. Or you can email cutsbyq at yahoo.com. Again, that's cuts, Q-U-T-Z, by Q at yahoo.com. All right. For the sixth annual Pledge Drive Telethon fundraiser, a nice little song here. Let's see if we can get it going. I don't know what key I usually sing in. Oh, when you touch to something, stab me in news, call the excerpts that cuts my cue. All right. Kind of loving this impromptu music thing. Can you imagine if we, excuse me, can you imagine if we had the technology and the production quality to kind of have the, the live piano always be a thing? I always wanted to have audio drops too, which are basically sound effects, but you know, you can have like funny sound bites and clips and stuff from wherever you want. We got another call coming in. Here we go. Oh, this is going to be trouble. Coming up after this call, we've got our special. Uh, 
section today for the Christians in the room. So I think you're going to like that. Here we go. Welcome to the Beantown Podcast, sixth annual Pledge Drive Telethon fundraiser. Spectacular. What's going on? How are you? Hey, Quinn. Hey, Kiwi. Thought we'd uh, kick off your second half post ad reads. Mm, yeah, that's, it's always, you know, it's always good to have family friendly callers. What's going on? How are you? When you hit your goal, did you know that? I, and it's not about the money for me because it's really about the charity, the community, the good feelings, and pretty soon this uh, Trader Joe's branded blended scotch whiskey. I'll get the good feelings going. So many liquids. Yeah, we got our Dunkin', we got our Jack Link's Lemon Lime Water. We might, you ever have Rogue Nation beer? Oh, Rogue Nation. It's the fifth one in the series. It's got uh, Ving Rhames, and um, Paula Patton was only around for the fourth one, but she was married to, uh, you'll remember, Robin Thicke from uh, Blurred Lines, but they are divorce- divorced now. Of course, I did you see uh, Tom Cruise's interview on Kimmel uh, the other day? He's, he's getting ready for Mission Impossible uh, 7 to come out. Is it seven though? So four, you had Ghost Protocol. We saw that in theaters as a family. He climbs the Wiz Khalifa. Number five is Rogue. Excuse me. Number five is Rogue Nation, which I thought was okay. Not my favorite. It features uh, that uh, Sean guy. He's British. Good actor. No. And then yeah. So sixth was uh, what do they call it? It's my favorite one, and I can't remember the title. It's so good with uh, with uh, Henry Cavill. Mm-hmm, exactly. So I think this one that's coming out this summer is Seven. It's called uh, Dial of Destiny, I think. It's got Harrison... Dead Reckoning Part 1. Yep, Harrison Ford's back, and and Fleabag plays his uh, stepdaughter, and I think um, Gimli is back as well. So we got Indiana Jones, we got Mission Impossible. It's going to be good stuff. Well, it's it's John Williams' last film, um, not not Mission Impossible. Wait, what? So, what are you guys doing today? <laughs> not not going to answer the John Williams one. Um, yeah, it's his last movie. We're just hanging out. We went to a, a forest preserve of sorts and just had a nice stroll in the sunny weather. How's the temperature in Kelvin? Nice. Uh, oh, just mental math. Five five ninths F minus thirty two. That's not for Kelvin. <laughs> yeah, but you got to get it to C first before you can, you know, do your conversion. Yeah, and then add. I'm a total. I'm a total physics head. It's probably somewhere in the neighborhood of like the low two nineties Kelvin. That's just it's it's helpful for our uh, Eastern Hemisphere listeners, if you will, the Sanskriters. <laughs> yeah, Sanskrit with the D, like you said earlier. All right, so you guys, uh, what's going on in the NASCAR race? I meant to. No one's really given an update yet. Yeah, I don't know. You're asking the wrong people. Fontana. I see that on the GoFundMe, the donation that pushed you over the top was made by 
one David Furness, which kind of sounds like a inside job, don't you think? <laughs> David Furness. That's very generous of of David Furness. I appreciate that. <laughs> mm. All right, well, our next segment, and I'll clue you in because I bet you guys are plugged into this. Our next segment is going to be uh, God Tube Picks. So do you have anything you'd like us to look for while we're, while we're there? Gob? Like Job? God Tube. What is a God Tube? <laughs> just keep, just keep, you... keep listening to the show, and I guess we'll find out. Okay, we will. feeding tube? Well, but in terms of getting our, our picks, are, are you looking for... Uh, like God tier YouTube videos or God related videos? No, these are videos you would find on GodTube.com. Oh, okay. Uh, well, probably a lot of Dr. Hovind. I don't know. Look for the pink suit. Maybe look for the ones where they talk about the, like the the way the banana is designed proves that mm, uh, phallic something. I don't even remember. Yeah. Mm, tasty. I don't know what you guys are talking. About. It's okay. Nobody knows. <laughs> That's okay. We'll, we'll stay tuned and then we'll find out. All right. Well, the, I think the first hour 15 was probably the best one. And especially once we break <laughs> into the blended scotch whiskey here, it's going to, things might get a little weird, but um, we're having fun either way. There'll be more music, okay. more God tube. I have some power rankings coming up. So we've got a long show ahead of okay. us. Stay safe, Quinn. Yeah. Stay safe and stay sane. I we'll appreciate check in that. We'll on you next time. All right. Next we'll thanks. Talk next year. Thanks. Yep. Next year. Thanks for calling, guys. Seven. Okay. Bye. All right. Bye. Bye. Those guys are crazy. I don't know how much blended Scotch whiskey they've had so far. We're almost done with our Duncan here, although it's been surprisingly longevical. L O N G E V I C A L. Evangeline, by uh, Sir Walter Scott. Great poem. I don't really know what it's about. I think it's a tragedy. I think it's some some woman gets burned at the stake or something. Hmm. Burned at the stake. I'm going to copyright that. It's going to be a new comedy web series I'm going to host where we do cooking. And our first episode, our pilot, if you will, take me to the pilot, is going to be me overcooking a steak. I've never really cooked a steak before. So that should play well into, you know, how the show actually goes. Uh, Let's see here. Take me to the pilot. Sometimes when a song is just not going well because they've never played it before, you got to learn when to walk away. And that's what I did. And that's a valuable message here that I think you're going to find frequently if you go to one of our new partner websites here, not Tulsi Gabbard for Congress.com, but rather GodTube.com. So let's go check it out. If you're following along, on your web browser, on your phone, whatever. Be careful how you type because there are some tube websites there that are not God-oriented. We go to GodTube.com. I was turned on to this a couple days ago. Really changed everything for me. Uh, put some things into perspective. 
there's a GodTube app. It's labeled Lifestyle. Uh, we got some YouTube comments here. Evangeline Lilly uh, from Ant-Man Quantumania, of course, by Henry David Thoreau, who's not in that one. But uh, you've got uh, Jonathan Majors, of course, who's Jonathan Majors is kind of doing, doing a two-for-one punch, if you will, pun intended, because he's, of course, the bad guy in Creed Three. I think he plays Creed's cousin or something. From the, the trailers, Michael B. Jordan is like, uh, cool. And uh, Jonathan Majors is like, well, you don't remember me, bruh? So look out for Creed 3 starring Jonathan Majors. the tiger but god too let's go ahead and check out there's a banner at the top says read today's daily invitate uh spiritual how's your there's an ad it says how's your body warns you that liver disease is forming and if you're watching our live stream here there's a spooky hand if that's what liver disease looks like i don't want it facebook youtube Audio stream, you guys are really missing out here. So we X out of the ad. Okay, here's our devotional from GodTube. A Prayer to Live with Eternity in Mind by Laura Bailey. Starts off with a Bible verse as any good book or you know, reading should, a passage. He has made everything beautiful in its time. He has also set eternity in the human heart, yet no one can fathom what God has done from beginning to end. Epistle Ecclesiastes Ecclesiastes 3.11. Eternity is a simple word, but a complex concept. Charles Sturgeon once said, <clears throat> Spurgeon once said, time is short, eternity is long. It is only reasonable that this short life be lived in the light of eternity. Then there's an ad that says, early signs of liver damage from liver renew. Uh, back, uh, we waited in line at the DMV for an eternity. These are bullet points. We think spring will never come. Winter has lasted for an eternity. We have a vacation planned for only a few weeks away, but it feels like an eternity on the calendar. These are great points. Literal bullet points. How long is this? Oh, it's not too bad. Okay, there's some more liver damage stuff. The reality is that as humans, we can't truly fathom eternity. We know that God has provided eternal life to those who trust in his son, Jesus. But understanding the weight of eternity is beyond our comprehension. Recently, I've come across numerous sermon series, articles, and books encouraging believers to live with eternity in mind. But what exactly does that mean? Paul encourages us in 2 Corinthians 4.18, quote, So we don't look at the troubles we can see now. Rather, we fix our gaze on things that cannot be seen. For the things we will see now will soon be gone, but the things we cannot see will last forever. Left parenthesis. NLT, right parenthesis, period, quote. Life in a fallen world is tough. There's no escaping the effects of sin in our lives. But we can shift our perspective focusing on the things that matter to God, the eternal, and letting go of things that don't matter, things of the world. As one of my favorite teachers says, preachers, preach, peaches, <clears throat> preaches, preaches easy lives hard. What does that mean? Preaches easy lives hard. 
We're easily distracted, discouraged, and disillusioned daily. It can be challenging to persevere, push forward in our faith, and remain steadfast. The world's message is live your best life now, but God's word (coughs) preaches your best life is yet to come. And there's just some more of that. Um, said Laura Bailey is a Bible teacher who challenges and encourages women to dive deep in the scriptures, capital S, shift from an earthly to an eternal mindset and filter life through the lens of God's word. She's a wife and mom to three young girls. She blogs. No, I'm not going to plug someone else's shit on my show. Okay, the top video, the trending video today from God to must see 11-year-old's House of the Rising Son, blind audition turns all the judges in seconds. So this must be American Idol with the chairs. There is a house in New Orleans, and I'll go there soon. Classic stuff from uh, we already mentioned. Uh, Rolling Stones, East Street Band, all that stuff. Hot Stones, of course, <clears throat> from our hot couples massages before we finished uh, Daytona 500. So there's a lot more of that on GodTube.com. Kel- inspirational, it's tagged. Kelsey Grammer tears up discussing Jesus and revolution on Ryan and Kelly. Speaking of American Idol. Uh, inspirational Jennifer Hudson sings Walk With Me, Lord, duet with Viral Kid Reporter. Inspirational Baby Born in Rubble Among Earthquake Survivors. So there's a lot of that good stuff. Uh, here's an ad. Horse keeps hugging pregnant women when doctor looks at ultrasound. He calls the police. So it's not all, you know, di- pushing daisies on ABC with uh, uh, with GodTube.com. There's liver damage. There's potentially... Horse impregnation um, and ultrasounds and police. What's the what? What are the cops going to do if you, you're a doctor? If you're a, you know a, a, a obstetrician and you see in your ultrasound that there's a little horse growing inside someone, what are the cops supposed to do? Okay, like you're going to have a cool half blood human horse baby, like Mister Tumnus. Okay. I don't think you should call the cops. I think you should be applauded. Um, let's see. Our YouTube comments saw that. Not sure what that one has to do with God. GodTube.com is a mystery, much like the love of the Lord. L-O-R-D. And guys, I'm going to tell you right now, I need to go get an ice cube uh, so we can get our blended scotch whiskey here. I'm actually doing well in the bathroom. That's usually what derails our pledge drive telephone fundraisers. I have to pee so bad. But I'm doing well. I dehydrated myself. Uh, you know, I got really drunk last night, and then I haven't had any water since, so I'm good on the bathroom. But let's uh, let's, and it's we don't need like a full halftime break. But I'm going to step away from the mic and from the stream for about 10, 15 seconds while I grab a cube. But before that, let's play a nice hymn. Him and hers. That's my Jesus morning show. Except they need a female co-host, which is tough. Or I could dress up like the church lady, Dana Carvey. Okay? Ideas are in motion. i got to write these down. So let's, let's play a little hymn for you. I haven't played a hymn in a while. And uh, we'll take a 15-second break after that. I don't even know what hymn I'm going to play. Let's just see what happens.
Could have been worse. All right, we're going to go get an ice cube. I don't usually have audio pauses, especially for our audio listeners. We're going to do that for about 15 seconds. So if you're listening after the fact, go ahead and fast forward. We'll be right back. Got to get a cube. If Tulsi Gabbard calls while I'm gone, I'm going to be so pissed. can't hear a damn thing that's okay cube secured we're going to pour it on with the the glass resting on the bed that's the confidence i have and if it spills we get to smell i'm not actually going to do that it's too risky (laughs) it's going to say if it spills we get to dream of scotch every night all right that's good we don't want to get over served it's the other tough thing you know we do this on a Sunday traditionally, and uh, it's fun. You want to celebrate. You want to have some cool bevs, but it's also a work night, um, which is a total bummer. I, it's a one-day one day weekend for us here at Beantown Podcast. Had a long day of work yesterday, our big admitted student event. I know if you're new to the Beantown Podcast, you're probably out there thinking, gosh, Quinn, how, you, you, you know, you're not making enough from the Beantown podcast that you got to have another job. I say, yeah, I actually have three other jobs. What we might do in the future to make it work is just have a pledge drive every day. And we say, let's do the charity on one day and then 364 days, 365 next year, 2024 leap year. We'll just, you all will fund me. You could pay for my health insurance, Cobra, which I always wanted because it sounds cool. And it kind of sounds like the sort of the, like the bad the bad guy group in Mission Impossible uh, Seven: Dead Reckoning Part One, I suppose. I st- we still don't know what what Mission Impossible Six is called. Maybe Tulsi will know. No one really knows what mission. These pants are so loose. All right, before we jump into our next segment here, let's do a little. Trader Joe's Blended Scotch Whiskey Review for the listeners and for the watchers. And again, if you're just tuning in now, um, we got more stuff uh, <laughs> coming in. GF of the podcast on Facebook says, I turn, tuned in during a wild part. That doesn't really narrow it down very much. Um, Mission Impossible 6, Fallout Boy. Pete Wentz, of course, it is Fallout. I legitimately could not remember what it was called, and it's actually my favorite Let's call it my favorite action movie of all time. Um, if you've never seen, if you're kind of turned off to the whole Tom Cruise thing after the Oprah interview or you know, Katie Holmes or Magnolia or whatever, you never really got into the Mission Impossible series after you know, Philip Seymour Hoffman passed away on you know, set of Mission Impossible 3. I'm, in, I'm imploring you, I-M-P-L-O-R-I-N-G, to go watch Mission Impossible 6 Fallout. It's got Tom Cruise. It's got Henry Cavill. Um, that's a movie for you uh, uh, Marvel heads out there where he wouldn't shave his mustache while uh, while shooting Batman vs. Superman, Dawn of Justice. Um, so he's got the cool mustache. It's got um, Angela Bassett, of course. 
And then our old favorites like Simon Pegg, Ving Rames with an H, and probably some other guys too. I don't think Baldwin's in that one. It's got uh, Sean, Sean Harris, is that his name? Who is the bad guy in number five. He comes back for number six. It's got another old favorite, uh, M- Michelle Mc, uh, McDonough or whatever her name is, McNamara, who plays Ethan Hawke's wife in the movie. So Mission Impossible 6 is amazing for a variety of reasons, but there's got two stunts that are just out of this world amazing. The one where Tom Cruise actually jumps from the airplane and then the one where he actually flies the helicopter. It is badass, man. Um, because Tom Cruise actually learned to fly a helicopter and he actually, you can watch like the behind the scenes of when Tom jumps out of the plane and how they filmed it and all this stuff. Of course, there's a ton of like post production special effects they do to you know have the lightning storm but they actually did that there's a camera guy who jumped out with him like i don't know just seeing and obviously you know everyone's talking about top gun 2 at the oscars coming up in like two or three weeks here um so that's get us gets all the attention um for the the effects and stuff but mission impossible 6 just amazing in a similar vein okay let's uh or our blended scotch whiskey from trader joe's it's pretty uh, – I don't really have a palate for this kind of stuff. It's pretty fine, I guess, is how I would say. It tastes like whiskey, so that's good. And uh, I've read that they just buy up cheap whiskey and pour it into their bottles and slap a label on it, which is pretty cool. <sighs> Welcome back. To the Beantown Podcast, this chair is very uncomfortable. Uh, Pledge Drive Telethon Fundraiser. We are raising money via GoFundMe. You can find it in all the social links, all that good stuff. You can always, end of the day, guys, BeantownPodcast.com. Right on the homepage, I slapped it on there this morning. You can find the live stream, which uh, if you're watching right now, thanks for watching. You can find the donate link. Um, we're having fun here. You can call the show at 815-298-7200 if you want to be live on air. It's always a great time. Uh, what have we done so far? I mean, we've had some musical numbers. Uh, we had uh, a tribute to the late, great Ethel Merman, of course. We've had our God Tube picks. We had a message from the Ghost of Togo. Um, we've had some Scott Joplin and stuff. Uh, we've been talking, of course, Tom Cruise. Um, and you know, for those of you who missed it, we are anxiously awaiting potentially a call from Tulsi Gabbard's office. J. Fred Muggs is less likely for all those reasons we discussed, but, um, hello to Pakistan. I know it's getting late for you guys out there, like one thirty, two o'clock in the morning almost. So if you got to go to bed, uh, you can watch the stream later on, I promise. Uh, and we're just now getting into the, the alcohol, cigarettes and alcohol. It was a great Oasis song. It samples, uh, T-Rex, bang-a-gong. Cigarettes and alcohol. I was looking for some action, but all I need was cigarettes and alcohol. You can waste a lifetime, spend your day in the sunshine. 
Might as well get right lights Cause when it comes on strong We're gonna make it happen uh, we're going to do this at the end, but I figure the race is probably in full swing. We we talked about it briefly earlier with some other callers. They you know they weren't really experts in stock car auto racing, so I figured let's do our NASCAR check in. We already did. Uh, we you know we were reading some of the basketball scores uh, from this weekend for the uh, the Northeastern Conference and the Summit League. So I figured we'd check in. So Auto Club Speedway, uh, the the Sprint Cup race is happening today. Actually, the uh, um, the nationwide or the Xfinity series was supposed to be last night, but it got snowed out. As you know, there's a big blizzard going through Southern California. Um, and so that race is happening tonight, but they, they still have the cup series race happening right now. The live leaderboard, you have Ross Chastain, Jessica's, uh, husband, I think, uh, we're on lap 48 out of 200. Ross is in first place. Daniel Suarez, it's got that cool little line above the A, which is pretty, uh, I think, you know, Diverse and modern. Uh, Ryan Blaney in third, and uh, Bubba Wallace is sixth. Uh, you got Chase Elliott, Golden Boy, in eighth. Corey LaJoy, L-A-J-O-I-E, in tenth. We're just kind of naming the stars here. Ricky Stinkhouse, of course, won the Daytona 500. He's in 14th. A.J. Allmendinger uh, in 18th. You've got uh, Malcolm McDowell. Uh, in 20th, who's, you know, he's done some acting and now he's doing some stock car uh, auto racing, kind of following that same Frankie Muniz trajectory, if you will, where you sort of start off, you're a child actor. Frankie, of course, from uh, Malcolm in the Middle, Malcolm McDowell, best known for, I think, King Lear, probably. But now getting into racing, which I think is pretty neat. And you got to be kind of a little thin guy to make it work, uh, much like a horse jockey. And of course, Malcolm and Frankie both are. You've got Halliburton in 25th. Um, that's uh, 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 Lauren Cheney's company. No, what's her name? Liz Cheney's company. Uh, finishing it out here, we got J.J. Yelly. In 31st, Kyle Larson, who's uh, probably most well-known for dropping the uh, N-word on a live stream. In last place at 36th. It's down 16 laps. Not a good... Not a good day for uh, the Larsonator, if you will. Uh, so that's our quick NASCAR check-in. We're about a quarter of the way through that race out there on the West Coast at uh, Auto Club Speedway in Fontana outside of Los Angeles. And, of course, we'll, you know, we'll continue to give you those updates because I know the beanheads out there, um, especially for those of you who are maybe you're, you have to choose, right, between watching our Pledge Drive Telethon fundraiser or watching the Auto Club Speedway race. And I understand it's a very kind of uh, challenging choice for those of you to make. So I appreciate those of you who have decided to stick with us. That's sort of my promise. I'm going to keep giving you those live updates um, on the NASCAR race, of course, so that you're not like, oh, you know, maybe we should check, you know, commercial break, that sort of thing. We don't really do commercial breaks here on the Telethon Pledge Drive Fundraiser. We did an ad read, um, but you still got that same Quinn, that same kind of energy, that uh, vivaciousness, that um, um, vigoroth if you will. Um, Vigoroth is a Pokemon from Gen 3. The gym leader, Norman, of the normal gym, is the fifth gym leader you must face in Ruby, Sapphire, and Emerald. Uh, He is the father of the main character who you're playing as, which is pretty cool. And he will come at you with uh, a couple different Pokemon. I'm thinking that, like, Spindle kind of one. It's like a candy cane 
haunted bear, if you will. Um, and then he has a, uh, a Vigoroth, which is the second uh, or the first evolution, the second in the line. I don't even know what the first one is called. It's kind of like a little slot. And then you have uh, Slacking, S-L-A-K-I-N-G, who is, uh, his main move is Facade, F-A-C-A-D-E, which I definitely did not know how to say when I was a kid playing those games. But when you're a Slacking, you're super powerful. This is for the sort of the pokey heads uh, watching our stream. Thanks for tuning in. Or the manga minds, if you will. Um, he's got a, uh, his uh, ability is like truancy or something like that. Or snoring, I don't know what it's called. Basically, you can attack one turn, and then you got to take the next turn off. So it's actually pretty terrible uh, in the grand scheme of Pokemon. But it can be a pain in the ass if you're fighting Norman. This here's you know for all the for all you beanheads there who may be playing uh, Ruby Sapphire and Emerald for the first time, don't underestimate Norman. His gym leader or his, uh, his the trainers in his gym not too bad. They have different specialty rooms like accuracy room, speed room defense room attack room um they'll each have like one pokemon who best sort of symbolizes or represents those auras if you will but the norman has just got those kind of normal ass boring pokemon uh, but watch don't underestimate that slacking that thing will hit you hard uh, and you just got a game plan uh know that it's only going to be able to attack you every other turn so if you could get away with like using protect for example That would be a good strategy. We're almost done with our Duncan here. And I got to say, our uh, our audio stream, GarageBand, is sort of giving me that look again. We've gotten through the show so far with only one cutout. Which was a shame because it's when we were talking Ice Age for all the uh, ice heads out there. Any big fans of Ray Romano listening here. Uh, but otherwise, we've been doing okay. So we're going to keep our eye on that. Let's jump back in here to the next segment here. And just to give you a preview, a taste of what's happening um, towards the end of the show. If we have time for Activia Trivia, we'll get there. Uh, we've got a little expose we're going to do that I didn't prepare for. That would be better if I did prepare. We've got Trivia, of course. Um, not Activia Trivia, but they're separate trivia. We might push Activia Trivia for later. Um like next week's episode or something like that. And we can make that a recurring segment. And it's already been a propitious show. We've introduced Palindrome of the Week. We've introduced On This Date in History or Another Date. Of course, we did our nice tribute to uh, the late, great Ethel Merman. Um, so we've got some some good new picks going on. If you're curious, um, you're thinking about, gosh, this has been a fun Pledge Drive Telethon fundraiser. It makes me think of older uh, Pledge Drive Telethon fundraisers from years past. Um, gosh, I sure love those, like, you know, Quinn, remind me of what what you know what, what some of those prizes were. We had those stock certificates, which I think we're bringing back this year. Um, signed pictures, which have always been good. There's an autographed picture of me on my future in-laws' fridge, which is pretty exciting. Uh, we've got in our bag here. We've still got some. Uh, uh, well, that's a business card that doesn't necessarily relate to the Beantown podcast. There you go for Facebook. But then at the bottom, you'll see our Beantown buttons. We still got a bunch of Beantown buttons. They say "I Heart Beantown" on them. Um, in addition to our great stickers, which we showed off earlier in the show. So um, we got a lot of great prizes. If you're ever in Chicago and you're thinking, gosh, I, I, you know, maybe you want another Beantown button. Maybe you're sharing the gospel of Beantown with a friend. 
uh, you can go ahead and pick one of those up. We'd be happy to give it out pro bono. That's sort of the, the charitable aspect of the show. Beantown gives back. All right. Next up, next feature here. One of the classic things we do on the Beantown podcast that we're well known for, power rankings. So I came up with this idea a couple days ago. Um, I was actually at a bar in Naperville uh, getting ready to play some trivia. So we didn't really talk about our, our trivia triumph. We had a brother and sister of the show, um, Jack and Nicole, calling in a little bit earlier, talking to us about West Virginia. Well, we played trivia together Wednesday night. We kicked ass. We won first prize. It was awesome. They got the Kurt Warner question, which I was most proud of. But we, uh, before that, I was hanging out by myself um, at a bar doing some writing for the show, which is why this has been such, a, I think, a, a great quality production. And I decided, you know what, let's do some power rankings. Let's, not everything has to be uh, related exactly to a telethon or a pledge drive fundraiser. Let's do power rankings. And this is something I think kind of the myth heads are going to, um, you know, appreciate. Not the meth heads, but the myth heads. We're power ranking mythological places. Okay, and I'm not even going to tell you how many do we have here? Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Oh, perfect. Good preparation, Quinn. Um, I haven't ranked these, I just have the list, and I'm going to be doing this live on air. So we're really kind of working together on this. I'm not going to tell you what are what goes into or what the group is, what our 10 different items are, because I think it'll be more fun to be surprised. As you kind of see, oh, what you know, what 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 mythological places were deemed worthy of uh, Quinn's research of his attention. And when I say research, I mean like thinking in my head, oh, that's a mythological place I've heard of. So that's sort of how we're going to approach this. We're going to start off with number ten. It's going to be the Garden of Eden. Okay, coming in, and it's not really to disparage. It's it, you know, it's a, it's definitely an honor just to get to the list of ten. Uh, just to kind of make the tournament, if you will. But the Garden of Eden, here's the here's the thing. It's pretty badass. It's pretty cool. You know, you can just walk around naked. Um, but it's a little bit spooky because here's, here's the thing. Some things you got to watch out for in the Garden of Eden. And there's a lot of just kind of, uh, well, there's a, there's a lot of things you got to watch out. One, one, snakes. Okay, I don't know about you, but when I think of like a, a nice garden, I think of, you know, fresh fruit and fresh vegetables, and uh, maybe like a rabbit or something. But I don't want a, a snake. So, Or a serpent is even worse than a snake if we're getting technical. I don't want that. Second problem I have with the Garden of Eden, there's this bomb-ass tree, the tree of wisdom, right? Um, and it's like if you eat from it, then you can be really smart, which you know, for you know, trivia purposes I think would be really something I would personally be drawn to. But you got this this voice from above saying, "Oh no, you can't do it. You can't eat, even though it's you know it's probably papaya. Um, it wouldn't be you know a durian or uh, I don't know if mushrooms grow on trees, but it would be I think you know kind of a a nice meat like those olive trees. When we're talking about the Israelites, speaking of Garden of Eden, but you can't eat it, which is just a, really a stupid setup. And then the last thing you got to worry about. And it's like, look, here the outcome is you get a hot babe for a you know a partner, but you're Adam, okay? You're sleeping, you're hanging out, you're in the Garden of Eden. It's a good time, 
you know, the, yeah, the serpents, you can't eat the fruit from the one tree, whatever. Like, you can kind of work around that. But you wake up and one of your ribs is gone. And all of a sudden you're like, I only had two to start with. And so now I'm down to one. And you're thinking, you know, this, this is, it's going to be a gateway surgery, right? So now, now that it's like, you know, God is like, oh, I took one rib from him to see what would happen. He's just fine. Next up, you're going to lose, uh, dare I say, a testicle. Next up, you might lose um, one of your livers. Next up, your epiglottis is gone. And it's just, you know, like, kind of like how much can we take from you where you're still alive, you're still functioning? Because you know God's a you know mad scientist up there with his knowledge and stuff. So it just, where, where does it stop? I guess is the big problem with the Garden of Eden. So had to mention it, you know, in the beginning, Genesis 1-1, all that good stuff. But... It's got some some serious downsides you got to watch out for. Okay, next up on our list of 10 here, we are going to go with uh, Camelot. Okay, Quest for Camelot. You all probably uh, saw the movie, played the game growing up. Or maybe you're a big fan of uh, uh, Jack and Annie from the Magic Treehouse. One of those newer books, they go to Camelot. Kind of a special edition, if you will. Here's the thing with Camelot. It sounds pretty cool. You got Morgan Le Fay, all sorts of mystical powers. And I'm guessing, you know, just like off the top of my head, you know, you're like this old badass kind of old English, old with an E kind of thing. She's probably a total babe. But you got to look at the downsides of Camelot too. Do you really, you know, you're riding around and you got that heavy armor. Arthur, you know, it's like, I don't know if he was actually that great of a guy in terms of trying to like rise the ranks of the knights of the round table, you're going to have to get past Lancelot. You're going to have to get past uh, Sir Garwin or Gawain of the Green Knight. You're going to have to get past, um, you know, whatever the name of that cool sword is, uh, Sledgehammer, Excalibur, Peter Gabriel. So I'm just thinking like, and you know, those, those old knights, you know, they're, I don't think they have like super nice stuff. I don't think there was, you know, indoor plumbing or, electricity even so you know the sun goes down and it's very dark you know the winter in england i think or wherever camelot is and you're just working with like candles and stuff so it's kind of like are you going to lose your rib overnight like you would in the garden of eden i don't think you have to worry about that but you do have to worry about like i don't know sleeping on hay probably because i don't really think they slept at the round table i think they just sort of like met there so I don't know. And I'm not like a huge horse guy, so that's why Camelot comes in at number nine. Okay, coming in at number eight, we have Atlantis, uh, which of course was invented by Walt Disney for his 19 or late 1990s, early 2000s film, uh, Atlantis. Now, you got to get there in a submarine, which is cool if you've seen Hunt for Red October, but it could also be tough. Like, submarines can be very cramped. Um, there, you know, there's not a lot of like amenities. I don't really know what the indoor plumbing situation on a, you know, a submarine would be, for example, you get to Atlantis itself. Uh, it seems like a cool place. It's like an underwater city, but I will say I saw Atlantis once when I was like five or six, and then I haven't seen it again. We had the Atlantis, uh, video game on Game Boy, and I might have it on my little contraption over there. I haven't looked, but from what I remember, it was just kind of like inspired by maybe like Maya 
Mayan, Incan, Aztecian legends. And it seemed kind of cool, but I don't know. You know, I don't think it has like the drawbacks that we mentioned with Camelot and Eden, but I don't know if it was amazing either. Probably some good, like, probably good, like, you know, shellfish and stuff. But outside of that, I don't know if Atlantis has a ton going for it. Okay, coming in at number seven, the Lost City of Z or the Lost City of Zed, of course, discovered by Percy um, Bisque, Bisque, Bisque Shelley. Um, no, it's not that guy. We're just joking. Percy someone. Um, Lost City of Zed, if you don't know, it's in the Brazilian Amazon Forest. Uh, YouTube, Walt says, you can discover Atlantis while skin diving in the 70s game of life. Collect a fee, a fat $6,000. That's pretty good. Yeah, you can also get tornado struck. Um, but Lost City of Zed, I don't really know what's going on there. And it's not a real place, so I don't think really anyone knows. But it's kind of like you, you pull, you know, imagine you're deep in the jungle, the Amazon. You pull back these leaves. There's two cans overhead. You haven't seen the sun for days because the brush above you is so high, and you see this great golden city. And it's it's the the coolest part is it you, it could be Z or it could be Zed because if you're British, it's Zed. But if you're you know anyone else, including Sanskrit, it would just be Z. So rest in peace to Percy, uh, portrayed with great aplomb by uh, Charlie Hunnam, of course in the twenty. 17 film, Lost City of Zed, Robert Pattinson, Tom Holland, all that good stuff. Coming in at number six, we have Shangri-La, which is from Tibetan myth. And I don't really know anything about it because I didn't really research. I feel like everyone's talking about Shangri-La all the time, but no one really knows what's happening there. But here's what I know of Tibet. It's probably going to be a high mountain somewhere. I'm thinking some mystical fog. I'm really imagining where Bruce Wayne, Christian Bale meets Liam Neeson in Batman Begins 2005. Jonathan Nolan, of course, uh, wrote the screenplay. Christopher Nolan directed. That's really what I'm thinking, like a snowy, a snow-capped paradise. But again, you kind of go back to the Camelot issue, which is like, you know, what are the amenities going to be like? And then I worry, too. Like, what are you really going to be eating at a place like that? Because you think of Shangri-La just by name, you're like bountiful fruits and mangoes and Cornish game hens and stuff. But then in reality, you look at Tibet, you know, it's like 30 miles above sea level. And all of a sudden you're like, there, how many how many mammals really, you know, juicy, plump, meaty mammals could you actually find up there? You know, that's not, you know, just like a tiny little mouse or something, you know, like a, a forest or a mountain mouse. So you're probably going to end up eating a lot of like juniper berries and you know, rocks. And I don't know. It's, you know so Shangri-La, I think, is one of those places like you go to an all-inclusive resort um, in Tibet, but also, you know, like Maya uh, Punta Cana, uh, Mayan Riviera, all kind of one area. And it's like, this is great. I'm having a good time. But the food kind of sucks. So that's really my worry with uh, Shangri-La. Although it's fun to say as well, it's got a hyphen. Like I, I, that's the hyphen. I think is what got it from like eight, nine to six, uh, which is pretty good. Okay, so we've uh, so far at number ten, Garden of Eden. Number nine, Camelot. Number eight, Atlantis. Number seven, Lost City of Zed. Six, Shangri-La. 
All right, now things are getting tough. We go to number five, and this might be a little bit controversial, but I'm going to put Mount Olympus at number five. The first thing it has going for it is it's a really fun water park as well, from what I've heard. Now, we were never uh, well-off enough, well-endowed enough, uh, if you will, to afford Mount Olympus. We always went to uh, kind of like a Little Mermaid Atlantis-themed park, and we stayed at the Econo King, which was across the parking lot from it. Uh, So I've never done the whole Noah's Ark, the whole Kalahari, the whole Mount Olympus scene, but I think it would be pretty fun. On top of that, it's atop a badass mountain in Greece, which we've already talked about the olives a couple times. That would be nice to have. Um, Other things that they eat at Mount Olympus, the nectar of the gods, which is something. Uh, It's kind of like a – it's good, Okay. This might be this Duncan that we're almost done with. It might be our Trader Joe's blended uh, Scotch whiskey. It's got some cool, some cool name like uh, uh, Ambrosia. I think is what they call the nectar of the gods. So yeah, it'd be cool to to drink that. Downsides with Mount Olympus: number one, obvious altitude sickness. You're way up there. You're in the clouds. Um, you know, back in like ancient times, I didn't think they really had like pills and stuff to help with altitude sickness so that would be a a, kind of a glaring issue if you will another thing it's kind of seems like those gods in mount olympus like they got kind of had like big heads um not literally per se but like zeus seems like he was just kind of like i'm going to do whatever i want like bang you bang you bang you maybe it'll be Hera, maybe it won't and if it's not she's going to be pissy um and then you got to worry about like hephaestus with his his fireballs and uh and uh, Mars uh, is always wanting to fight and stuff. And then you got, you know, Demeter and uh, uh, Hestia and Artemis and Apollo. It's like, okay, you guys are twins, but are you also like, you know, Alabama twins or what? So I think there's just a lot of personalities up on Mount Olympus. And for me, as someone who like, I like to have, I like, I like to have fun, but I'm also kind of an introvert. Um, I just don't know if I would enjoy it that much. And you know, you don't really know anything about like the amenities, like the facilities um, at Mount Olympus. Um, you know, like is there indoor plumbing? You know, what's the lighting situation? Um, you think you'd probably get sick of ambrosia after a while. So, just you know, things that I've thought about. But that's Mount Olympus number five. Uh, okay, gosh, we we are getting down there. Coming in at number four. We have got oh this this is tough tough decisions here. Let's just stick stay on theme here, and let's go north of the border a little bit. Let's go with Asgard slash Valhalla. And, excuse me, and I had to really kind of do a Google search to figure out the difference between Asgard and Valhalla. It turns out Asgard is just the general place, and Valhalla is like one of the specific halls. So this, of course, is in uh, Norse Nordic myth. Uh, somewhere up there in Norway, I don't know. Uh, but you've got gods like Woden, you got Thor, you got Loki, you got um, other ones that I I don't know. Um, but I think it'd be cool because one, they probably do like caribou hunting um, or you know reindeer hunting, which I feel like would be fun. Um, you might get some good like dog sled action up there. I know that's more of like an Alaska thing, but you feel like Togo would fit in well up there. Other nice things, a lot of times those people in Scandinavia have like the cool like wool knit sweaters and I, you know, I've never really had like a really legit one and I think that would be nice. 
oftentimes they're super expensive, but I bet if you're up there, um, it cuts down on shipping costs. Um, I always wanted to like, you know, wake up in the morning to a view of a fjord. And I bet, I don't know exactly how high in the clouds Valhalla is. I don't know if it's higher than, you know, Shangri-La, for example, or Mount Olympus, but I bet you, you know, or like if you had a good like a telescope or something, you know, like a Hubble telescope, you could probably see a fjord, F-J-O-R-D. Call call your local fjord dealership for a hot discount on a, uh, a Nissan Pathfinder. So that's really number three. Asgard and Valhalla, we got, or that's number four, Asgard and Valhalla. We got three left here. I'm looking at my notes here to make sure I don't forget anything. Okay, here we go. El Dorado. Another great Disney film with soundtrack by Sir Elton John. Do we know any Elton John, El Dorado, Road to El Dorado songs? Yeah, but I can't really, they don't really translate well to the impromptu kind of piano thing, do they? Two, an invention of a 16th century man. Basically, if you've never seen Road to El Dorado, it's these two Spaniards who sneak onto the Cortez expedition boat. I don't know if that was the Nina, the the Minta, or the, um, the Maria, or the Santa uh, uh, Pinata. That's not right, but it's just sort of the Scotch whiskey taking over here. Um, but they go find El Dorado. So you got Montezuma, of course, who, who lives at the top of El Dorado. Um, one kind of crazy thing about... Road to El Dorado, and this is a kids program, or not? This is not a kids program, which is why I can share this. There's a scene, a well-known uh, uh, kind of internet meme now, where there's this kind of uh, young princess who may or may not be underage. I don't know. These are the creative choices that Walt Disney made in his 2003 film Road to El Dorado. But there's a scene where, like, one of the guys, the blonde guy, is totally getting a BJ from this girl. And someone like walks in the door and like they both lift their heads up and you can kind of see like where her head is versus his head. And it's just like you guys thought you were going to be sneaky, but you totally weren't. Not to mention the like penises that they have in Little Mermaid. I think it's like the throne of uh, King Neptune or something. Speaking of a kind of king, um, there is a bunch of like phallic shapes. So I don't really know what Walt Disney was really going for with that. With all that in mind. If you got unlimited gold, you got, you know, Montezuma's Revenge. I bet they have good, like, um, you know, chorizo or taco salads and uh, those other things that we've mentioned. If that's all going on in El Dorado and an Elton John soundtrack to boot, um, that's enough for me to put it at number number three. Coming in at number two is Nirvana. Um, Let's see. Let's let's see what we can do here. could i say everyone was gay all apologies all alone is all we are all alone is all we are coming in at number two is nirvana kurt cobain dave grohl the other guy classic trio Uh, Nirvana, of course, is sort of the Hindu 
place you go when you do a really good job. Of course, there's a lot of incarnations, incarnation uh, in bloom. He's the one who not all our pretty songs, and he likes to sing along, and he likes to hunt a home, but he knows not what it means. It just seems very like I think Nirvana is for me like when I have like an edible and a glass of whiskey, and I'm just sitting there like watching Cutthroat Kitchen or something, and my eyes are getting a little dried out. And maybe tomorrow is Friday, so I get to work from home. And it's just kind of like you're just sort of sitting there, maybe with the heater on your legs, and you had a really good, like, chili dinner or something. That's basically Nirvana. So that's coming in at number two. And then number one, you might you might give me some flack because of the state it's located, but the Fountain of Youth is number one. Here's the thing. I'm not afraid of growing old. I'm not afraid of my age. I'm proud of my wrinkles. I've seen it all. I'm battle-tested. I'm battle-born. Up against the wall, something hunting on the streets. When they knock you down, you're going to get back on your feet. The Killers, battle-born. And you can't stop now. Um, But Fountain of Youth, I feel like, you know... Much like they did in Stone Mountain, Alabama, um, you could build a gate around it. You could monetize it, and you'll get all sorts of people who are going to pay you money for eternal youth. Just like those, uh, what are they, French twins? You guys know these French twins? Um, Yeah, I actually want to get the name right here because these guys are crazy. With their uh, Botox and their plastic surgery, these guys are absolutely crazy, and I guarantee they're super rich. Oh, these guys died. I didn't even know that. They died. Uh, Gritschka and Igor Bogdanov. I don't know if they were. Yeah, they were French twins. They both died at 72, which makes sense because they were twins. Um, they died in uh, about a year ago of COVID because they refused the vaccines. If you don't know the Bogdanov twins, do a quick Google search, but be prepared to look away quickly because these guys are spook level midnight. Um, but I, my point being, they would definitely come down to Florida for the fountain of youth. It's just, I, I imagine it's kind of like this big, like Buckingham fountain, Chicago and Grant park kind of looking thing. And the best part is, you know, there's not that many fountains. I feel like where you can just, it's socially acceptable to sort of splash around. Uh, oftentimes you can throw pennies in there. There was always a fountain at the Lino's on East State Street in Rockford, uh, where you you know you throw a penny in there, you make a wish, not Penny's boat for all the lost heads out there. But you don't; it's not really acceptable to show up in your swim trunks and splash around to splish or to splash or both. That's sort of what I think you could do in the Fountain of Youth. I don't think you really drink it as much as it sort of just absorbs into your skin like a hot spring. Um, and I think that would just be a, a lot of fun. So that's why Fountain of Youth comes in at number one. You don't really have to worry about the amenities so much. It's Florida. It's going to be warm. Um, it's uh, it's potable water, P-O-T-A-B-L-E. 
you, you know, I don't think you'd want to like urinate directly into the fountain, but it's sort of one of those things where like you go to the public pool and everyone's doing it and you know, it dilutes so much or so much chlorine. I don't know if the fountain of youth is chlorinated. Uh, I have to research that, but it just seems like you don't really have to worry about like indoor plumbing or showers, right? Cause you could just scrub down on the fountain. Um, I think it has like a self-cleaning tank like you'd find in uh, the dentist's office in Finding Nemo. So yeah, still waiting on the Ponce de Leon movie from Seinfeld, of course. I would watch that one too. Uh, so here's our power rankings of mythological places from 10 to 1, Garden of Eden at 10, number 9, Camelot, number 8, Atlantis, number, si- number si- 7, Lost City of Zed, number 6, Shangri-La, number 5, Mount Olympus. Number four, Asgard slash Valhalla, sort of a two-for-one daily double there. Number three, El Dorado. Number two, Nirvana. Number one, Fountain of Youth. There we go. We are two hours and nine minutes into the show here, and we are officially taking our last sip of what was a very clutch Dunkin' Donuts iced coffee for $2. All right, what we're going to do next on the show, we're going to play a song. Just to, you know, kind of mix things up here. Then we got some trivia. Um, And I'll be honest with you guys, we're winding down. I know that's hard to believe. It feels like, gosh, Quinn, you just started. Like, Ethel and Raymond just ended. Uh, But we're actually getting to the the end of our show here. This is turning out to be one of, if not the longest Beantown podcast of all time. Uh, But we're having a good time. I've enjoyed myself. Um, I I, I do have to pee. We're getting to that time, which is usually... Uh, when the bell tolls for thee, if you will. As a reminder, you can call us live into the show, 815-298-7200, if you want to make a pledge, if you want to donate, if you want to be featured live on air. We got all that stuff going for you. And uh, as we wind down here, I thought I would play one of my favorite Scott Joplin tunes. It sort of got a story behind it, but I'm not going to tell it because I don't know the story. But uh, it reminds me of when my brother, uh, a brother of the podcast, Jack Furness, used to live near the uh, titular place, which is a fun word to say, titular, um, uh, much like that lady in El Dorado. It's called the Wall Street Rag, and uh, this is how it goes. I will cut out the uh, repeats so we can keep things moving.
So there you go. There's your Wall Street rag. How's everyone? How are everyone's stocks doing? You got your ETFs, your cryptos, your mutual funds, your options. I don't really know what an option is. If anyone wants to let us know what an option is, maybe we'll maybe we'll ask Matt Fiedler on our taxes special in a couple months here. It's going to be exciting. Speaking of taxes special, just some some housekeeping things to watch out for uh, as we uh, move right along through year six of Quinn David Furnace presents the Beantown Podcast. Of course, in March we have our St. Patrick's Day special. Um, we have our birthday episode. We got both of those coming up in just a couple weeks here, which is exciting. We will have our taxes special. That's usually, uh, like early April. Um, we might dip our toes into the Oscar special again this year. Um, we've been off movies for a little while, but, uh, it's something I'd be interested in getting back into. Kimmel's back to host uh, third time's a charm. Uh, so that could be good. And then uh, we've got uh, uh, April into April showers, bring May uh, horses. We've got our sixth annual top 10 horse name special coming up in May. Always do that uh, Kentucky Derby weekend, which I think is the first Sunday or is it Derby on a Saturday or Sunday? I can never remember. I think it's a Saturday. Um, But anyways, first weekend in May, perhaps, although I don't I have no idea. I'm not sure. Maybe brother of the other brother of the show, Walt Furnish, should go down to Kentucky Derby this year since he, he lives around those parts these days. All right, you can bring your uh, Mr. Ed signs or something like that. So those are some some shows we've got coming up here uh, uh, on year six of the Bean Tom Podcast as we get, uh, get ready for summer, spring break, all that good stuff. It's going to be exciting. All right, trivia. It is trivia time, and of course, we are live streaming uh, on Facebook. Hello, Facebook on YouTube. Uh, if I had another phone or something, I would have done an Instagram live as well. But video conferencing has become a big thing since the pandemic, and so we are doing video conferencing trivia today uh, for our special trivia question, which I've done a good job of in year six so far, consistently bringing the trivia. Uh, each each episode here. So here we go. There's going to be the question and then a bonus question. Okay, so here we go. Video conferencing trivia. It's not the most elegant or graceful question, um, but I don't I don't think it's terrible. Well, we'll just see how it goes. All right, here we go. On April seventh, nineteen twenty seven, this man's Telephone Laboratories created a working TV communication complex. It broadcasted a live moving image of the U.S. Commerce Secretary from the White House to a hotel in New York, a distance of 200 miles. Viewers in the New York Auditorium could see the Secretary, but he could not see them. And so the answer, or the uh, what I'm looking for is whose laboratory came up with this, and then the bonus is going to be um, if you can name the Commerce Secretary, whose own future fiscal policies as president would come under much scrutiny. So again, primary answer we're looking for is whose laboratories broadcasted the first semi-functional video conference, and then the bonus is who was the subject of that video conference. The uh, At the time, the acting or, or the current 
Commerce Secretary of the United States who would go on to become president and come under much scrutiny for his own financial fiscal policies, if you will. So if you're listening on the audio stream, you're, you're doing a playback, you want more time to think, to ponder, to ruminate, you are welcome to do that. Uh, but we're going to go ahead and move on with our answer here. It is Alexander Bell, who uh, was a big telephone guy 100 years ago and then got going with uh, AT&T. So it's the AT&T Laboratory, Alexander Bell. And then who was the Commerce Secretary? It was none other than our critically acclaimed uh, former president, Herbert Hoover. Probably an all-time, at least top five Herbert, I would think. We could do a Herbert Power Rankings later. That's another show. But yes, Herbert Hoover, the Commerce Secretary. So essentially, Bell learned how to broadcast Herbert live stream, much like you're seeing on YouTube and on Facebook, and these people in a New York auditorium could see him, and I think hear him as well, but he could not see or hear them. So it was kind of like a one-way video conference. Um, it wasn't. It's, it's not like the first Zoom call or anything like that. We're not quite that far into history at that point. But um, he, uh, they could see what he was doing live, which is pretty cool, like a live show. Much like, much like how I can see all, or you can see all of me, you can hear me, but I can't see your beautiful faces. Uh, we do have one of the most, I think, just attractive listener bases out of all the podcasts. The Beanheads, of course. Don't let those titles deter you. Beanheads are beautiful. They're lovely, wonderful people. They've got hearts of gold, much like El Dorado. And uh, thank you all for listening. As again, uh, la- this is last call for our phone calls, if you will. 815-298-7200. You can call the show to be featured live on air. You can make your donation. But more importantly, thank you to all who have uh, tuned in to be part of our show. Thank you to those of you who had made donations. I know the United Way of Metro Chicago is going to really appreciate the support you've offered uh, through this show, and I'm very appreciative as well. And I think it's a, it's appropriate as we start to wrap up here. It's about 4.20 in the afternoon. The sun is not quite setting yet, but sort of getting into that low point in the sky. Um, I might go for a little walk uh, after this. There's been some good walks that have been mentioned, snowshoeing uh, and, and driving through West Virginia. So um, I went for one walk earlier today to get my Duncan, but otherwise I've been uh, sedimentary. Uh, I was on the exercise bike and stuff, but it might be nice to get some steps in. So let's do uh, let's do a couple more things here. Let's do our NASCAR check in to see how we're doing. Uh, for those of you who have uh, you know chosen to watch our pledge drive over the big Auto Club Speedway race today, we're at lap 86 out of 200. Joey Logano in first, Denny Hamlin is second, Ross Chastain in third, William Byron, old Billy Byron is in number fourth. Uh, I think this is Kyle Busch, number five, but there's two K Bushes, so I don't know. Uh, I think Kurt has retired, though. And then bringing up the rear is still Kyle Larson, who is 16 laps down. So that's NASCAR. That's our check-in for today. The last thing I want to do here before we get to our uh, closing song. Oh, we've got, a, we've got another call, a, second, a repeat caller, which we love here on the show. Uh, Beantown Podcast, 6th Annual Pledge Drive Telethon Fundraiser. What's going on? How are you? Oh, hey. I was just trying to see what the voicemail was. <laughs> All right. Uh, you, you can call back. Well, since 
I got you on air. I wanted to say that was an amazing uh, trivia question. That far in the past, really? Yeah. How, how'd you do? Oh, I got Bell, but I had no idea about the uh, the Secretary of Commerce. I, although I, I think maybe you only said the year at the beginning, and I kind of forgot what year you said. That might have helped. Mm. But I was thinking like a couple decades later. Dang. Yeah. 1927. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, nice one. I don't know how you dug that up, but that was pretty good. Just, uh, it, I didn't even have to research it. That was just, let me just, you know, write down the thoughts in my head. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> you know, the one thing that didn't make the the power rankings for mythological places, I thought maybe the Matrix would be on there, just saying. Hmm. I've only I only saw that one once, and I never saw Revolutions, and I heard the new one was kind of let down, and you know Carrie Ann Moss and I got in a tiff one time on Twitter, so no. <laughs> oh well, I don't know what your Pakistan listeners will think about your Shangri-La. Oh, I wonder if there's a good Pakistani, you know, version of that. Well, I can't I can't read it. It's in Urdu. <laughs> you got until next year to figure that one out yeah all right feel free to call back if you'd like okay thanks all right bye bye the last thing i wanted to do i i I promised this once or twice but uh it it would be helpful if i did some research but i just gotta i gotta call her out okay we mentioned we were taking down the canine the canine archy earlier we also mentioned we were taking down the matriarchy so mother Teresa, this one's for you i'm calling you out if you're listening in albania shut your ears now that's just brother the podcast Walt Furness coming back for his uh, voicemail message. Um, Mother Teresa, well-regarded, well world-renowned uh, from Albania. She was a Catholic nun who went to India, kind of took down the caste system. Uh, is is beloved uh, worldwide, not not in not in this room, but worldwide for well, those those ringtones just keep going uh for her humanitarian her charitable work and i gotta i gotta take her down a couple pegs she was kind of a crazy fundamentalist and it turns out the nuns who she was employing to kind of take care of these sick and indigent not really trained and look i can come on here all i want i can say i'm a you know an unregistered nurse ha 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 it's funny I'm not going out there. I'm not removing people's ribs, okay, like a certain God tube founder. I'm not doing tracheectomies, okay? I can laugh about it. I can joke about it. Should I get a Nobel Peace Prize, a humanitarian award, a Purple Heart for my the comedy? Maybe. It's not really me to say. But what I shouldn't do is pretend I know what I'm doing without the proper medical credentials. Go out into these, you know— this whole white savior thing, go into these communities uh, down in the Indian subcontinent and just be like, oh, now we're going to take care of you. So Mother Teresa, kind of a crazy religious fundamental, uh, no medical training whatsoever, and you're just doing operations. So not cool. Mother Teresa calling you out. Um, I think we should definitely at least remove her sainthood. Um you know, I, I think if we were going to take down the Balto statue in Central Park, we could take down the Mother Teresa statue in uh, Tirana, T-I-R-A-N-A, Albanian capital. And look, I don't I don't care if I get blacklisted from the Albanians, um, although I bet I bet the, the, uh, the Pakistanis are eating this up. 
um, they're asleep, unfortunately. I'm going to get blacklisted by the Catholic Church, some very powerful people. Um, but I just got, you know, here's my thing with injustices. I got to call them out. And if that makes me unpopular, if that makes me a bad guy, if that makes me, oh, you put, you went, you push the envelope too far. First, you you go after the, uh, you know, Evangelines, uh, and they're, you know, walking around Jericho seven times, and then you go after the Catholics. Who's next? When are you going to take down the, uh, um, the the Roman Orthodoxes? Next time, okay. So what did we? What did we learn today? We are going to do uh, Activia Trivia next time on the Beantown Podcast, and I think that's going to be good. Let's put, our, let's put our feet up here. So what did we learn today on the Beantown Podcast? Well, Ross Chastain is in first currently on lap 86 at uh, Auto Club Speedway in Fontana. Uh, we learned that according to the callers, the listeners, we have hit our a fundraising goal, which is absolutely spectacular. Thank you all for your part that you've played in that. I couldn't be uh, happier, couldn't be more proud. Um, we have learned that uh, Wheeling, West Virginia is open for business. Or not Wheeling, but the suburbs, the suburbs of Wheeling, West Virginia. Jesus of Suburbia, Green Day. I don't know how that one goes. Out of Saturday, Jesus of Suburbia, the Bible law, and the and the and it's not that's who I want to be, and don't even me. Jesus of Suburbia is like 10 minutes, so that's like 10 seconds of it. We would do the whole song, but I think YouTube would like smite us, their copyright stuff. Uh, we learned that West Virginia is open for business, and it's a beautiful state. We learned New Jersey has wide lanes. We learned uh, Rogue Nation uh, was the fifth Mission Impossible, and Fallout was the sixth Mission Impossible. Uh, Indiana Jones, Dial of Destiny, the fifth one in the series. John Williams' last scored film, potentially. Uh, we learned that I can literally decide to do Ethel Merman karaoke, five minutes before a show starts, and just nail it. Okay. We learned that I'm not good at trying to do Take Me to the Pilot from Elton John, um, which might be on, I don't know what album that's on, Caribou maybe? Not sure. I think my music knowledge and references and abilities on the piano have been well displayed today, but Take Me to the Pilot was a dud. Um, We've learned uh, that we got stickers for uh, our, our, our donators. We got buttons. We got business cards. Uh, we haven't learned anything about potential relationships uh, with airlines and their lounges and, you know, Topaz Elite Club, but we're still working. We learned that Mother Teresa was a total SOB. We learned that Balto was a total bastard, lupine, lupinatic, if you will. Uh, we learned that this chair is not good for, like, two, a two-and-a-half-hour show, so noted for next year. And uh, we learned that the Trader Joe's blended scotch whiskey, not great, not terrible, okay? Um, You know I'm going to turn on the second half of that NASCAR race and just drift into Monday morning. So that's what we had for you, guys. Um, Thank you all so much for listening. Two and a half hours, that's about 
as far as I can stretch the envelope. Um, we're going to, in the next couple weeks here, um, no promises on exact timelines, but um, first we're going to vote in the Chicago mayoral election. You can't really see, but I got my ballot back there. Um, but more importantly, we're going to be sending out our stickers, um, all of our donor tier prizes and stuff. It's going to be great. Um, oh, we learned uh, some, some new mythological places. Uh, we learned about palindromes. So um, that's, what we, you know, that's what we did on the show today. It was a lot of fun. I had a great time. Um, it really was like, I, I, you know, it's been two and a half hours, which is crazy, but I really enjoyed myself. Um, and whether you were here for, you know, 30 seconds or you're here for two hours, um, thank you so much regardless for, for tuning in. Uh, it's been a lot of fun, um, hopefully for everyone. Uh, I don't think we offended too many people other than the Balto heads, the Catholics, the non-Catholic Christians. Um, that's pretty much it. We haven't been that derogatory. Maybe the Philistines. But here we go. To close us out, of course, our classic entering, uh, exit song, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Um, this is me signing off. After I finish up, we're going to cut the streams and stuff. Everyone, we'll be back next week for another great episode. We get into March, my favorite month. Super excited. Everyone, that's what I had. Stay safe. Stay sane. Thanks for joining our uh, sixth annual Pledge Drive Telethon fundraiser. My name is Quinn David Furness. I'll check in on you next week. Bye. in time time to close do 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 by facebook stream closing time by youtube talk to you guys next year i know who i want to take me home i know who i want